it is useless to resist. Don't let yourself be destroyed as Obi-Wan did. seconds after the hour of 11 and it's the month of December, the year of our Lord 2007. Thank you for coming along, making it part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of AM 970 Solid State Radio. This, my friends, is the uh, Rick Emerson Radio Program. Thank you for coming along. It is Monday and welcome to Day 12. It's 970 You want to join us? You want to weigh in? You want to chime in? You want to uh, do whatever? Your comments, your questions, your clarifications, your two cents, death threats, hate mail, whatever. Uh, 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Uh, your good friend Richard Bristol is standing along. Which I think, isn't that what it says in your email address, Richie? Say Richard R. Bristol? Richard L. Bristol? Something like that? Right. So Richie Bristol is standing by, ready, willing, and able to pass along your observations about the interesting, the groundbreaking, the tedious, the mundane, or the socially indefensible of whatever kind of variety. Uh, it's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Uh, you want to email, you can do that as well. It's rick at uh, rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah at 970.am. Tim at 970.am. Or Richie with a T uh, at 970 all right, I have here, I have tried to sort out the various things from this weekend that I want to talk about, and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on today. So I put this all into one pile. Now, I don't have as much room to spread out my thoughts, both literally and figuratively, today as I often do, because the studio is a little cramped already before we've even begun, and I'll get to why that is here in just a second. Uh, before we get any, any further into this, uh, let's talk about what's coming up today. Uh, CNN Radio correspondent Lisa Desjardins. Uh, will join us today about the gift that keeps on giving. It's Senator Larry Craig from Idaho. 
Um, so we got that. We've got the whole uh, the, the, this primary schedule coming up. Mitt Romney apparently is going to be giving some big speech, trying to convince people that Mormons aren't crazy. Uh, what else? Steve Kastenbaum will join us today because Don Imus, uh, I guess, rejoined. He got some like farm network or something though. Some sort of. I don't know some the RFD network, the wheat and grain network, whatever. Um, well, uh, and then I guess he's back on a WWABC in New York City as well. Anyway, so we'll talk to Steve Kastenbaum about uh, his former CBS radio employee Don Imus's first day back on the air. Jim Roop will join us from Los Angeles today uh, as the four-week-old Hollywood writers' strike uh, continues. Um, Let's see, we have our Zeppelin giveaway, which continues today, I do believe. Uh, our six-disc Zeppelin giveaway, uh, it continues. Through, I, I think we have like five more of those to give away. Four, don't quote me on that. Many of them, though, because everybody just completely choked so hard on that for like the three days that we started. Uh, so we got the Zeppelin giveaway that continues. Uh, today we will begin giving away tickets to, wait, let me make sure I get this right, to the Portland Motorcycle Show, as well as passes to I Am Legend uh, for next Monday the 10th. Uh, the uh, Portland Motorcycle uh, Show. We'll be talking more about that. We're going to be giving away uh, tickets to the Portland Motorcycle Show bundled with I Am Legend uh, passes. I Am Legend, for which I saw the full trailer uh, this weekend, and which does look pretty fantastic. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Um, let's see. Well, there's other stuff. And that's, that's, that's more or less the bulk of it. Oh, it's the worst song you've ever heard. We didn't get to that all last week. And then when we did get to it, we, we sort of we usurped the one that I had planned by playing that Bindi Irwin song. Um, so we will get to uh, a new installment of It's the Worst Song You've Ever Heard uh, coming up later on in today's radio program. It's 503-733-2970. Before we get any, like, Wade Heap... Heap. Before I Wade Heap Deep into today's program. Uh, before we Wade Hip Deep into today's program. Uh, the reason the studio is so crowded today is because we have the taking up... Probably a full third of the counter at which we do, and we do have a pretty spacious studio. I have to say that, uh, but a full third of the countertop today is taken up by a large, to say taken up by a large organ. Um, I don't know why everything's so funny to me already. Only about four minutes into the program, and I want to giggle at jokes coming out of my own mouth. So I've just got to stop that right now. This organ I brought into the studio is so huge, nothing else can fit in here. Uh, we have a huge keyboard from Apple Music Row. Our good friends at Apple Music Row helped us out with that, courtesy of uh, that via Alan Gabrowski uh, from upstairs. Uh, because, Dave, this is where Scotty got the idea that we were talking to David Lee Roth. That's where it came from. It's all clicking together in my head now, like the closing of a circle. Dave Lee, who was until recently uh, the Nordstrom pianist at, what, I think, Washington Square? Yeah. Okay, so it, it, Nordstrom, I guess... I don't know whether it's just there or whether... Because they had one at the, at Lloyd Center, too, I think. I think they had a live piano player at, at Lloyd Center. At the downtown one, too. At the downtown one. So uh, clearly some unreliable research indicated that people would rather hear Muzak than, you know, like an actual live musician performing. Because who likes that? Uh, so we will be having former Nordstrom pianist Dave Lee in the studio uh, later on today in the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, he will be assisting us with our Zeppelin giveaway and uh, playing some uh, playing some light uh, musical refreshment for your enjoyment. So in, anyway, so there's this, this massive keyboard uh, that is taking up one whole side of the counter, which means that normally the three of us have lots of space to ourselves. Normally, because we are broadcasting from what is essentially it's sort of a big triangle. It looks like a yield sign. That's what the countertop looks like here. It looks like a big yield sign, or maybe like a one of those other ones. Am I thinking of the school crossing sign? There's that one street sign that looks like a blunted-off triangle. Anyway, and so normally we have like a good four feet between us. Four feet between Sarah and Tim, 
Four feet between Tim and myself. Four feet between myself and Sarah. Today, Sarah's on one side, and then Tim and I are essentially shoulder to shoulder here on the other side of the control board. It's really weird to see you guys sitting so close together. I know. Well, we tried. And I know you're, you're both kind of freaky about personal space. We all try not to touch each other, but it's, some days it's... <laughs> the shudder. Thank you for shuddering. But some days it's just unavoidable. Um, anyway, so later on... It does on... throw off the whole dynamic of the room. It does look really weird. To I know. Like We've always been across from each other. Yeah, it's true. And now I won't be able to... See, now the icon... People don't appreciate this. I'm not compl- It's not like we have a hard job. But I'm just saying, people don't appreciate how much you, you grow accustomed to where everybody's sitting, and you're a creature to habit, and slave to routine, and so forth. Anyway. Well, it's okay. We're professionals. We'll play through it. Uh, it's 503-733-2970. So that's all coming up. Uh, Tim Riley is working on the following stories for your edification on this Monday. 120 mile an hour winds hit the Oregon coast. No power, no cell phones, not even a road to get away as coastal citizens are plunged back to the Stone Age. Alice's new sidekick gal is a black Texan New York Jew. Uh huh. Four men who allegedly had sexual encounters with uh, Senator Craig give their names and tell their stories to the Idaho statesman. That brings a total to eight. We'll hear from some of them. Uh, three alleged local Craigslist prostitutes and their pimp have been arrested. Remember that teacher who uh, people in Sudan wanted killed because she misnamed a teddy bear? Yes. Well, she's been pardoned and flown out of that poor excuse for a country, and she never has to come back. So there. <laughs> they can drown in their own filth. Really? Okay. Aaron, by the way, is chastising me for playing the Empire Strikes Back opening without warning people that the opening movie speech was going to be spoiler-heavy. Uh, I'm sorry. What was I thinking? Uh, let's see. All right, we've got some folks here that are going to be um, going to get some. They're going to be weighing in on the mist. We've already got mist calls coming in today, mist emails and so forth. I met somebody yesterday who said that was the stupidest movie they've ever seen. Well, you know, it's, it's there's only one of two. I don't know anybody who's seen the mist so far, which, by the way, has dropped completely out of the top ten. So thanks for that, America. Um, I don't know anybody who has seen the mist and has come away feeling ambivalent about it. There really are only two reactions. One of which is it was dumb or it was stupid or it was silly or whatever. And frankly, if I can pass a little bit of emotional judgment on people, I do think that a lot of that comes from the fact that in America, and I think especially sort of in, in the last, I don't know, I think, I do think that we are at kind of a point in America where there's just so much, so much substandard uh, filmmaking that's out there, and there's so many bad movies, and frankly, so many. There's been so few good American horror films over the last 20 years that I think when people are confronted with actual, real, honest to goodness, like emotional, like traumatic horror, that I think that there's people who, as like some sort of a weird defense mechanism, have to sort of snicker at it. Um, it reminds me when I went to see. Um, when I went to see The Exorcist, uh, I saw The Exorcist re-release about three or four years ago. And The Exorcist is not the scariest film of all time, in my opinion. I think it, it, it is a little overrated. But it's a freaky film. The Exorcist will still mess you up. I mean, it's just... There's that sequence where... I don't even... I, I can say this, but I won't. I, won't, I, won't, I will not even describe it on the... Yeah, with the crucifix. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. And she says... Yes. Let Jesus... Blah, blah, blah. And then with the crucifix and the hey, hey, and the blood covered. And I mean, I remember watching that and just even 20 years after the fact, watching that exorcist sequence, I felt like I was being, (laughs) I felt like I was just being scored out inside with barbed wire. But there were people there that were sort of laughing, that were snickering, and I do think that it is is like an age of irony, emotional defense, where there are people who are just not equipped uh, to deal with uh, some things, and so there there are responses to laugh. Um, so, uh, but, but you know, but there, there, uh, 
I might as well just get right to it because I'll say that I saw the mist again this weekend in glorious HD uh, at Cinetopia. You saw it again? I did because Laura hadn't seen it. Uh. And it's like that whole thing of I'm not going to suffer alone. You're seeing it. You're getting down into this hole with me. Um, so we went to Cinetopia, and I, as I always have to say, this is not a plug, um, or you know, it's certainly not for consideration. I am saying this simply as a satisfied patron. Um, I got good news and bad news about my Cinetopia experience, which is, first of all, it's, it's a great theater. I strongly recommend it. Um, it is so, this the one in Vancouver that you? It's the about? one in Vancouver, and it's a mark of how good it is, by the way, that I will drive to Vancouver to, to patronize that theater. Um, they have the rooms that are adult only, where they serve wine. They, they, you know, they bring you dinner. You can you know do whatever. Uh, it's the big, huge. He, I, I hate for this to sound, and the advertising department gets angry whenever I do this, but I really just have to tell you, it's a great place if you're a movie fan. Um, so you go in. There's the big leather uh, seats, the big hassock for you to put your feet up on. How cool is this? By the way, while we're waiting, uh, it, so Lara orders a glass of wine. I get, you know, whatever, some coffee or something. They serve you. We're sitting there in the leather seats. How cool is this? Up in the, there's like a little balcony area, like a uh, like a uh, orchestra box or whatever you call that, you know, up up above the. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they bring in a guy with a cello, and there's like a cellist playing classical music before the movie starts. Just piped right in. So, like, you're sitting there in your seat with your red wine watching a guy play the cello in the theater while you're waiting for the movie to start. That's pretty cool. Um, it was very, it's a great place. It really is. Um, and so they have, you know, they have, they have great food and whatever. Um, so we go to Cinetopia on Saturday, and... I already got an email from one guy who was like, I saw the mist at Cinetopia on Saturday. So I hope I'm not really maligning anybody in the audience, but if I am, you have it coming. Uh, so we're there, and it was a microcosm of the entire theater-going experience for us to see the mist on Saturday at Cinetopia because it was, again, and I hate to sound like I'm just giving this place a big wet kiss, but it's a great experience. It's a, it's a digital projection, and probably the best surround sound I've ever heard. Great accommodations. They feed you. You can, you, you can drink. You can do, you know, whatever. Um, but it just started badly because even as the previews were starting, there were people having full-on, like, full-volume cell phone conversations, both in front and behind us. And it's as the previews are playing, so I was cutting them a little slack. They're playing the preview for, among other things, I Am Legend, uh, which looks badass, incidentally, and for Cloverfield, which also looks really good. But there are people having full-throated, full-volume, yeah, so I'm at the movies right now. Yeah, no, I don't know. When well, we were going to meet up with that guy later at that bar, and meanwhile, Laura and I are just sitting there, and she's much better about it than I am. It's like, I can feel Mr. Hand becoming Mr. Fist. And you know, meanwhile, Will Smith is on the screen trying to battle vampires, and I'm trying to watch it because I'm interested in I Am Legend. Uh, and they just continue to talk. Finally, bam, preview's over, movie starts, the cell phone conversations end. And then what happens? And keep in mind, by the way, this is not like some low-rent Tightwad Tuesday, you pay two bucks uh, for a, a ninth-run movie theater. I mean, you know, tickets to this theater, like it's like you know, we we bought them online, it's like thirteen bucks a throw. It's not cheap. I mean, this is a, and it's not. There are no kids. This is not a place where you know where you just you go with you know. It's not some bottom of the barrel theater. Um, the movie starts, and you've seen The Mist. I won't give anything away about it, but it's a serious, heavy, very intense movie. That, and it starts, it, it, there isn't a it, lot of buffer at the beginning. It, it just starts, start. and you know what? There are no big action sequences really to speak of. There's not much of a score. It's a very, I mean, you shut up and you watch it. And there are people talking back to the screen. I mean, the movie is playing. We're half an hour into it, and there are people not whispering, full-on mystery science theater, Rocky Horror style, talking back to the screen. 
And I went and I, you know, and I am this guy, by the way. I went and I got the manager. I'm like, hey, you know, my wife hasn't seen this. It's a great film. Could you shut these idiots up in my theater? To his credit, he came in. He talked to some people who I think had had a few before they got to the theater. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that, that sounds like it would be a good experience. But anytime you go to a movie where they serve adult beverages, Which, you can't. I mean, that's I, what you have to expect. Like, drunk, it, like idiots become louder idiots when I they've guess. been drinking. I think they were drunk already, but it probably didn't help. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and so, anyway, the movie continues. It's about half an hour in, and we're the first big crisis sequence is about to happen with the uh, mm-hmm. things and the door and the, the, the loading <laughs> dock. The what? The, I'm, I'm miming it out. Um, and they start talking again. And it's a whole lot of like, oh, that's no good. Oh. oh. And at one point... Please a char- tell me you punch somebody in the face. At one point, a character on screen punches another character and literally someone behind me is like, you go! You sh- show him! You know? And I'm like, what? what? Where? And finally, I just grab my coat and I literally said, I became that guy. I said in full voice, I said, F this, we are leaving. And I grabbed my coat and I'm like, I'm like, and I, I said it out loud in the day, I'm like, F this, we are leaving. And I, because, I, and really it wasn't because of me, it's because Lara's experience was being ruined. Uh-huh. And people out there who think that I'm wasting time by bitching about loud patrons in a movie theater, I know that I'm speaking for everybody who's ever had this experience. And but I walked out. It's so uncomfortable, and they make you feel like it, like it's your fault. Like it's my fault for not enjoying their idiot commentary during a first-run film that I paid $26 to see. Mm. And so I went out and I found the manager. And uh, Lara can tell you, she's a worker right now, but she would tell you, I was so angry. I was I had to leave the theater because I was... I would have gone up and and you know, I'm not a big guy. I would have lost any such fight, but I would I would have gone up and I w- I would have done something ill-advised. I mean, I really would have caused trouble. It was did making... they reimburse you for your tickets? They did. They to their credit, they reimbursed us and they gave us uh, uh, four free passes and whatever. And again, I'm not trying to plug the place. Whatever, they're not giving me anything. Um, but uh, good. Well, that's, that's good. That's what they should do. I found I found the manager. I was so angry. I was literally shaking. I mean, I was I was talking to the manager, and I was having to do that thing where you, with all of your energy, you are trying to let him know that it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. And my but my voice was I was like as angry as I I've can been. I can feel your crazy energy now. I was as angry as I have ever been, and I just and I said I understand this is not your fault. This is really a great theater. We drive twenty minutes to get here. You know, my wife hasn't seen this. It's a suspenseful film, and these people are ruining it. And I'm sorry, but I just, it's, I, I have to let you know. And the guy was really great. He's like, he's like, hey, here's a whole bunch of passes. We'll cover everything for you. And he's like, hey, by the way, another theater down the hall just started it 10 minutes ago. Why don't you go in there and enjoy it in another theater down the hall? The guy totally took care of us. Oh, so did she get to watch it then? So we walked down the hall, and we watched it in another theater. Uh, and she then got the full experience. It was almost from the very beginning. So she did finally get to see it that same night. Good. So it was great. Although I do have to say, actually, and I'm again, we won't give anything away, but you know the ending. Yeah. There were a couple guys behind us who were getting their snicker on uh, during the ending, where, like, the ending happens, and then, and, you know... And, and, the, and then and, when the credits are rolling? No, no, no. I mean... No, no, no. I mean, during the actual... Are you kidding? ...ending, where they're sort of laughing, and the guy's like, oh, that's awesome. And, you know, and I totally think... I No, I really do think... And I don't mean to be all, like, pop psychology about it, but I do think there are people who were made so uncomfortable by, like, raw, honest, sort of, like, emotional displays on a, you know, uh, uh, in a movie, in a book, in a whatever, uh-huh. that they just, like, they're too cool for it, and so they have to laugh. And well, I think Peggy that's and what I laughed it up is. after it. I mean, oh, like, no. Because it's like... Like Aaron and I did? After you're, like, punched in the face. Yeah. It's, it's like, nervous laughter almost. You oh. don't really know, like, what kind of emotion to have. Like, oh, once well, the movie was that. done and over, I know yeah. Aaron, everybody laughed. It was just like, I cannot believe Frank Darabont just effed us that way. But there were some guys who were, like, people. snickering as it was happening, and I totally know that's, be- that's like, an uncomfortable thing, where they're just, they can't 
they can't like fess up to the fact that they're being emotionally pulled in by the film, so they have to laugh. Mm -hmm. But no, we all did that thing of like once the movie was over, where we laughed. How did Laura react? Oh, she was just like that guy's messed up. She's like, why does he hate us? Why does the filmmaker hate us so badly? So anyway. So is was, Frank Darabont, is he like a happy person? Does he have like a little family? He seems to have a little darkness in him. Um, well, even look, you look at Shawshank and Green Mile, which are fundamentally life-affirming movies. Shawshank has it's some of the darkest moments ever, though. I mean, there's just some incredibly dark moments in Shawshank Redemption. Uh, also, The Green Mile. Um, he he's a very talented man, but he, he, keep in mind he did Nightmare on Elm Street three, which is one of the which is probably the most disturbing entry in the entire series. I mean, Frank Darabont does have his darkness to him. There's just no getting around that. So, anyway. Well, good. I'm glad it's been it worked out okay, room. but I, no, I have to tell you, man, I, and I'm lucky that I don't drink. Uh, because if I had had a few and those people in the theater had started doing that, you know, I mean, it was, you know, and it was like, you know, uh, never mind. Anyway. No, I totally know that. I just, I, I was it. just filled with, I mean, I was like shaking. I'm still angry about it. I'm no. right now just, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah, this guy says a taser would have been perfect. Seriously, I'm telling you right now. And this is just a like little... Like pulling out the cattle prod in oh, the casino. And this is a little from Mr. Me to Mr. You. Uh, it, it, then or in the future, uh, it, you know, if I'm able to tase you and get away with it, it's coming. Just so you know. Let's not have any illusions about that, theater talker. If I can tase you and feel reasonably sure that I'll... And you know what? Everybody else in the theater would alibi for me. I don't know. He just fell over and started frothing. If I can tase you in the future, I'm going to do it. I'm telling you right now. Let's not have any confusion on that issue. A-holes. Uh, but, you know, on a happier note, you know what I'm watching tonight? I'll be watching the new Futurama film tonight. So, Ooh. Bender's Big Score, the uh, new one of four directed DVD Futurama films coming out tonight. I will be watching that. So, there you go. Um, oh, anyway, so it was a great film, Lar. Lars uh, you know, we went to a, uh, a party beforehand, and we told her, like, we have to leave now, we're going to see the mist. And everybody in the party sort of like, oh. <laughs> so we'd like to bring everybody down a little bit. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, good morning. Hello, uh, yeah, okay, so, uh, yeah, I saw the mist over the weekend. And, and uh, by the way, let's keep all of these mist comments spoiler free. Yes, and, and I've, I've, yeah, I, I definitely, right. uh, I'm sensitive to that, too. All right, so uh, allow me to uh, just pontificate for a second. First of all, you're right. Uh, you know, excellent flick in a number of facets and I'm not a big book reader and I've read maybe a total of like 50 pages of any Stephen King books uh, but I'm actually tempted to go read this one it's a it's a really good concept and I appreciate how quickly the, the story ratchets up yeah. and, it, and it just moves I mean it's well done on all fronts and I'm, I'm big on Darabont movies anyway and uh, you're right you know you can actually suspend your disbelief extensively on this until the last 10 minutes yeah you all, and I love you guys, but y'all need to get some psychological and emotional backbone. Uh, yeah, you know, the ending was effed up, and you can project yourself into those shoes, but at the same time, I call BS on how the scene on the scene came down. As much as you might think it would happen that way, uh, even by way of necessity, any person in that situation would ride the conditions out until the very last... Oh, not me. Second. Not me. See, that's exactly I would have, how Rick and I have disagreed. Not well, me. The okay. It would have been an hour earlier for me. Well, you know, they, 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 they spent all this time, they, they reinforced upon us that the protagonist is an above-average intelligence guy with a level head. He keeps his options open. Be very, be very careful here. 
Yes, I know. But, again, I call BS. You My know, wife I, does feel like this. My wife feels like, how do I put this? In the last ten minutes, there's a rapid chain of events, a rapid succession yeah. of events. She feels that the last five minutes, it was like, thing happens, bam, thing happens, bam, and then big thing happens. She feels like that happened too quickly, and my theory is maybe the movie was supposed to be 20 minutes longer and the studio made him cut it, and so that's why that ending is like bam, 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 bam. It could be, but even still, I, you know, for for what is is reinforced upon us or how things are painted through the entire way, I think there's a little bit of inconsistency that into that. That we could be trying to, he could have been saying, well, you know, when you get put into certain situations, uh, just like... Uh, you know the the crazy uh, you know uh, person in the flick. Right. Uh, you know how the things crazy just things go sideways. You take crazy options. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I can understand how how things would go that way. And you talked about snickering, you know, at yeah. horror movies. Uh, Sleepy Hollow with Depp, I thought was great, but I literally guffawed at the beheadings. I mean, <laughs> that was one of the funniest freaking movies I've ever seen. Only and our it, audience would say that. Oh man! And then lastly, you know, I've I've seen a movie at Cinetopia and. Uh, yeah, for me, Cinetopia just sucks for one big inescapable reason. It's huh. Vancouver, and yeah. you just can't shine a turd. You can't shine a, shine a turd. Sorry, Kuvians. There is just no redeeming quality to the cur to the Kuv. And you know, and I've also been you know talking about talking in, in theaters. Last uh, point, I'm always the hard ass in a movie. Oh, uh, with if talkers. I was bigger, I'm lucky that I'm not six foot five. Because if I was a big burly guy, I would have gone up and I would have cleaned some clocks. I'm telling you right now. Just, a lot of it's just attitude. And yeah. I, I stood up in the middle. I literally have stood up in the middle of a theater, in the middle of the of all the seats. Looked directly at a, a line of teens and told them to shut the f up before I manually shut them up. Everybody <laughs> echoed and thanked me for Excellent. it. Excellent. God bless you, sir. You're God a good person. You. Thank you. <laughs> All right, real quickly, we'll do these, and we got to come back with Lisa Desjardins. My wife did say that, by the way. She said, you know, Cinetopia or not, it's still Vancouver. When we were talking about the talkers. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hey, Rick, how's it going? What's up? Hey, first off, when did Barry White start screaming your call? <laughs> I'm like, sorry. His voice got so deep, it sounded like Barry White was screening calls all of a sudden. Richie, Richie Bristol? <laughs> he does have a yeah. I guess. I guess he sort of does, especially maybe in the morning, yeah. But um, first off, I wanted to say, uh, I was that guy that came down there. Um, it was my wife's anniversary, and I got that uh, van, uh, the uh, um, Led Zeppelin pack. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Dude, that, that was so awesome. I mean, that's one of the best prizes, you know, for not a high-dollar thing, but it was just way cool. I mean... So I just wanted to, I know you don't get a lot of personal thank yous. I just wanted to cool. personally thank you for that. Well, congratulations. And, and I had a situation where you know, I was in a theater. A friend of mine and I, we were going to see one of the really horrible uh, Star Wars redos and um, had family behind us. You know, and the theater is pretty empty, but, of course, we get the family behind us with the four-year-old kids. And, of course, the four-year-old kids, just decides that the back of my chair is something that, that oh, he should play kickball It's a kickball, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it got to the point where I'm a pretty patient person, but it got to the point where I finally turned around and looked at, the, you know, the, the, the father of the kid and said, you know, politely said, sir, could you do me a favor? Could you control your child? I'm not really appreciating getting my back kicked, you know, for the last 15 minutes. And... He gave me a sneer. I turned back around, and all of a sudden he goes, "Don't worry, honey. If he turns back around, I'll punch him in the face." <laughs> so at that point, I just turned back around and just looked at him, put my arms up in the air, and said, "Here I am." <laughs> it was what, the only thing that saved the fact that there would have been a melee in the theater was his wife immediately says, "I'm tired of you doing this crap." Grabbed the kids and went back like 20 rows. Excellent. Well done, and, sir. <laughs> and so it was just very nice, but, you know, I feel your pain. It's like, you know, I mean, 
turn your damn cell phones off and shut up for yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah. All right. Thank you, my friend. Congratulations again. Happy anniversary to you. When I get back, uh, we got a break here, and we're going to talk to Lisa Desjardins. Uh, later on, though... Uh, a weird thing happened with Tim and I watching exactly the same movie last night, which we'll talk about later. And I do have, by the way, the ultimate solution to this whole theater talking problem. We'll talk about that later. Uh, back after this with Lisa Desjardins. More of your calls. Tim Riley on the way. All that stuff. Well, just make out that. Uh, that I was not me talking to Sarah, by the way. <laughs> I was not referring to Sarah just now. Yeah, that was... Really nice. Right? Why? I'm sorry. That was one of those things where I was finishing a sentence and I turned the mic on halfway through. It's 503-733-2970. I was, of course, referring to Bobby Terrell, who's on uh, line four. Hello, Bobby Terrell. Hey, how are you guys? Bobby Terrell. Hello. What's up, sir? Uh, well, I got to forget, sorry. It's, uh, you, you were talking about how you know how people snicker during like scary moments during movies. Right. Yeah, that happened with me and my dad. My dad is a piece of ass, I got to tell you, and because he snickered for a completely different reason. When I was a young kid, we went. He took me to this movie, and uh, he, went, he went up to the person to pay, and he had me kind of stand off to the side. He paid for the movie, and I was like, "Well, what movie are we gonna see?" He was like, "Oh, you'll see. You'll see when we get inside." So we get inside, we get the popcorn, we get the drink, whatever, and we sit down, and it starts up. The movie starts up, and it's uh, I can remember the opening sequence to it. Well, anyways, what the movie you turned out to be was Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah, fantastic. And I'm a little tiny kid, right? Uh-huh. And so I'm just completely fucking terrified. And my, my dad starts laughing through it. And he's not laughing at the movie. I, I catch him looking at me, and he's laughing at my laughing dad. Laughing at your fear. Isn't that just wonderful? Drinking in your fear like so much sweet wine. So wonderful. Dad's yeah. a great. Excellent. Dad, dad's rule. All yeah, right. they do. Excellent. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, sir. That's have my you, story for the day. Thank you, sir. Have you seen The Mist yet? Not yet. I'm uh, I'm not anybody to uh, go with as of yet because most people are like they're kind of iffy about it. Yeah, no, you really uh, you really ought to go see it and see it before it's gone from the theater because it's doing very very poorly. Well, I will uh, I'll contribute. All right, thank you, my friend. Thanks, you guys. There you go, Bobby Terrell. All right. So wait, so we don't have Steve Castamon today. No, Steve Castamon. No, did they say why or did they just say no? He's gone for the day. No, the guy. No, that because Laura Cav- uh, Laura, Laura Caviezel has Caviezel. moved. Caviezel. Whatever. She's moved on. Yeah. She's no longer with CNN. Uh, and so that's a new guy named Chris Chandler. All right. It was so really nice. Was, so Chris was, he was courteous, but Steve just isn't there? Yeah, Steve right. is gone for the day. He, the, he, he had to work really early this morning, so they said right. they might be letting him Well, so theoretically speaking, we'll be talking to Lisa Desjardins three minutes ago. We'll see. Ah, there she oh. is. Oh, look at that. See, I made her appear. Fantastic. Uh, it's 503-733-2970. Um, if... Okay, well, let me wait. Let me wait, and I'll do my observation about movie theaters after... Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Radio program, Lisa Desjardins. Well, hello. Hi, how are you? And the, it does say on the screen, Lisa called. She's getting food. LOL. She will call back. Oh, yeah, and it also it says LOL. It actually says even LOL. Be, even if I feel even girlier. Yeah, it's just one of those days that I, I hadn't, I you know, I, I uh, didn't take care of any personal uh, you know, let's say physical uh, it, it needs, and I needed to run out of the booth very quickly. So is, is in this case, is getting food code for something else? You can tell me. It's a combo. I did, in fact, get a water, uh, but it was it was kind of code. I was like, I don't have time to run to the girls' room. Yeah, right. I could to, to powder your nose, as they use. Powder to say. my nose is the way I suppose they say it in the capital. Yeah, exactly. That's true. All right, wonderful. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm just I'm just starting to get to know, uh, you know. Your new screener here. Richie, Richie Bristol. Hey, yes. here's an interesting... Are you actually out of breath? 
I am. I ran. I mean, I ran. I had to run down the stairs and run back up. That is. That's adorable. It really is. I don't mean to condescend, but that really is charming. Oh dear. Uh, no. And look, let me don't, don't feel bad about it. We have okay. a. We have a flight of stairs here at CBS Portland in our building. Anyway, it is about uh, twelve steps. Uh, and they wind me. I mean, I go up the, uh, those stairs and I am winded. I have to sit at my desk in a cold flop sweat for about ten minutes. So don't don't feel bad about it. Here's an interesting fact about Richie Bristol, our new call screener. He has, and I mean this scientifically and physically, he has no sense of smell. None, zero. Has no 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 olfactory perception of any kind. There must be a great name for that kind of condition. Uh, I don't know, uh, but uh, I'll okay. take you, every day this week. I will give you a fun fact about Richie Bristol. That is today's. Oh, that's, that's perfect. Yes, today's fun fact about Richie Bristol: no sense of smell. Um, all right, so Jesus, I don't even know where to start. Um, I, we have, let's see, somebody from the audience wants to ask you. They have emailed me a question uh, okay. for you, so we'll get to that. Um, so let's just do these one at a time. Well, first of all. And we should say, by way of a preface, as we always do, that here in the Rick Emerson Show, we are not prudes nor Puritans. Uh, we don't typically care what anybody does in their private life. Private life is that, and, you know, whatever. Um, but when you presume to be, uh, in, and this is me saying this, I am not asking you to concur, but when you presume to be narrow-minded uh, or bigoted or prejudicial in any way towards a segment of the American public, in this case, the homosexuals, uh, and yet then you're caught tapping your foot in a bathroom stall like you're Fred Astaire with a bad case of epilepsy, it, you know, at that point you sort of lose that veil of protection, in my opinion. And so Larry Craig now is what, there's like nine other guys or something that are coming out and saying they've been, how many guys? I, I, I didn't know how many. Not, you're losing track. It's, it probably, I guess it could seem like nine. We have a total of five. Okay, I'm sorry. Of, of those five, four have given their names. One is anonymous. The anonymous one, this is as quoted in the Idaho Statesman. None of us know uh, who, who this person is or, or how uh, really uh, legitimate he could be. But the Idaho Statesman says that one who's anonymous actually had another bathroom run-in with Craig, uh, in which apparently this source did not participate, but Craig, uh, he says, swiped his hand under the stall. Now, you know, who knows? You get into a tricky area here because I'm sure there's a, there's a lot of people uh, that want to jump onto a big sensational story. Oh, yeah, I saw him at this airport or that airport. I don't know. You know, we're not exactly sure how the statesman verified that story, but there are three now additional men uh, who have given their names and said they've had sexual experiences with Craig. I guess my whole thing is, first of all, he'd kind of been for, I mean, I'd sort of forgotten about him, which I guess would have been for the best, but I mean, it, 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 I really, is. Have the, has the GOP just sort of given up any hope of getting the guy out of there? Is he like a, is he like a tick lodged so underneath the political uh, epidermis that he would just have to be burned out at this point? He he is not. It, it does not look like he will be forced to, forced out of out of the Senate. He, his term of office will end about a year from January, when you know the new Congress comes in and he retires. He said he's serving out his term. He's not going to run for reelection. To force him out would require an impeachment, and they're just not willing to go that far at this point. He came out with a statement over the weekend saying, yet again, uh, that this is all fiction. That the statesman uh, has an agenda here and that, that really no one should pay attention to it. You know, that's what we've heard from him in the past. And, and it is very tricky business covering this because we don't know these guys. We don't know, you know, how, if their stories match up. They don't offer any sort of physical evidence, any proof, photographs, email, anything. 
to verify their stories. We just know that there are, again, these four men whose names who have come out in public and then another one who's anonymous, according to the statesman, saying all this. Yeah, it's bad. Republicans in the Senate very squeamish about this. In fact, I spent a good hour and a half calling around trying to get comment. I felt very dirty on this day when there are major news stories, Iraq, the energy bill, the farm bill. Um, hi, I'm looking for comment on the Larry Craig story. <laughs> yeah, did, you so, feel, did you feel like you were sort of an honorary uh, employee of Perez Hilton at that point? Oh, I did. I thought, <laughs> it was really embarrassing. And but But it was interesting, as I expected. You know, a couple of the guys that I know were laughing and saying, oh, you got stuck with that. And a couple of people really just you know, gave me back, uh, we'll call you back, and then would email me, no comment, no comment. So, as expected, nobody wants to touch this here. Uh, that could be a bad pun, but nobody nobody here in Congress really wants to deal with this. It'll be interesting when Larry Craig comes back tomorrow. I think we'll see the same pattern evolve here where uh, the press will follow him around, and he'll again say that the, there's I no am not gay. for this. Yes, that's yeah. what he'll say. Now, the, the, the people this is the very good news for is all of those folks who are at this minute putting together their year-in-review segments for oh. whatever TV station and radio station, because now, uh, oh, yeah, Larry Craig, let's, put, let's start with that. You forgot about that guy. Forgot about that guy. We need, we need more Larry Craig in our year-in-review. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, we'll abruptly shift gears here because we had at least two more things to get to. Um, to, okay. what, to what do you, uh, Lisa Desjardins, well, by the way, I do see that the CNN... Uh, website now lists you correctly, so congratulations. Oh, hurrah! Great. Congratulations on the uh, on the actual uh, official acknowledgement of your union oh, by your employer. Right, right, great. Um, to what do you ascribe the ascendance uh, of Mike Huckabee and the fact that he does seem to have so much momentum? Did where did that I mean? Did that just? Am I blind? Did it just come out of nowhere, or has that been expected and I just didn't realize it? There are a lot of dynamics there, but I think the number one. I, I really think it comes down to one thing. I think it's honesty and trustworthiness, and I think that conservatives believe him. I think they they also believe that Fred Thompson really is conservative, but they just he's just not a good campaigner, and and I think they realize he's he's not going to be able to win if he keeps up uh, this current pace or the current pace he was on. So they needed somebody who was likable, who could win, and who they who they really trusted. And I I think even some Democrats like Huckabee because they think he's genuine, which is something that most folks running just don't don't have in spades. And so we are heading, what is it, the, the Iowa, uh, what is it, how many, five weeks, four weeks? When is yeah. Iowa? Iowa, I think we're now, it's January 3rd, so I, I think we're somewhere around, what, uh, 34, I mean, sorry, 31 days till Iowa. And this is really where About things start to get really cranked up into a feverish uh, uh, pace. And I would say, insane. I would say right now, the person with the most to lose uh, and I think everybody would sort of. I mean, at this point, whoever the front runner is in either party, whether it's Giuliano or whether it's Hillary, any sort of a loss by a front runner at, at this point could be critical because what it does is it makes you it reveals your vulnerability. Um, so, uh, front runners at this point have got to just be doubling, if not tripling, their efforts just to stay front runners. Because if you lose, if you're number two or number three and you lose, then really, you know, no harm, no foul. If you're number one or the presumed candidate and you lose, that could really be the Achilles heel shot that takes you down. 
Right, and that's how Howard Dean ended up losing when he lost in Iowa, and I, you know his speech afterward didn't help him too much. But his, and you can debate that whether that was appropriate or not, whether people overreacted or underreacted to his speech. But, but it really was Iowa that broke his campaign and that loss there. And you can see, you know, I get these emails constantly from all these different campaigns, and the Democrats are shooting all of the opponents of Hillary Clinton are shooting me with glee the emails of her dropping in polls in Iowa and especially New Hampshire, what they don't say in, in those emails is that she's still almost 10 points ahead in New Hampshire, but she used to be 20 points ahead. So right. it, it is the trend, and, and I, I think they would have a reason to be nervous. Who, you know, it's interesting. At this point in the game, even something like that strange hostage standoff that happened last week in one of her offices, you know, her campaign wants that to help them. She did handle it very well. By, you know, by I think almost every account, and you know, does that show that she's a leader? Is that going to gain her ground? I don't, but certainly gets her name mentioned more. I don't know, I, but I think every little thing does matter at this point, and I think I think the Huckabee effect in Iowa shouldn't be underestimated. I don't know that he can win the nomination, but he certainly can hurt Mitt Romney in Iowa. That's why you see Mitt Romney making a big move this week. On Thursday, Mitt Romney is going to have a speech about religion and faith. This is his Mormons aren't crazy speech. You know, you have to imagine in some way that's the message he wants to get out. We don't know if he's actually going to talk about Mormonism. It seems like right now they're aiming for more of a general, here's what I believe, here's how faith influences me, here's, here's you know, where faith ends at the White House door, where it begins. I don't know how much he's going to get into the Book of Mormon, it does, and, does, but we'll see. Does Mitt Romney face uh, the JFK problem, uh, where, where yeah. the, the problem with Kennedy, and as Joe Kennedy once said, uh, dragging the Pope and all his baggage down to Dixie, this this idea that somehow the Holy See was going to be calling the shots in the White House, does, do you suppose that that's the deal with Romney, that he he has to show that he's not going to be taking his orders from Gordon Hinckley in Salt Lake? Right. You know, I don't think that's as much the problem. I don't think it's sort of being subservient or having to be controlled by another religion as much as people just don't understand Mormonism and sort of don't don't trust it, people outside of the faith. I, I think he's got a, a much more basic um, kind of ignorance of his religion and, and mistrust, and it certainly is, you know, it's it's very different from most other Christian religions, of course, if you're not Christian, you would say, all right, so you believe that, this, you know, you, you could look at Christianity and say, wow, what kind of sense does that make? And I'm, you know, and I'm Christian, but I think, I think he's got a more basic problem in a way than JFK had. Uh, this the final thing we'll do, and then we'll, we'll let you go, because uh, who knows what other things you may need to leave the booth to do at this point. Um, <laughs> this, uh, we have a, a listener who emailed, and, and this was actually from a few days ago, this is when the Hillary people were floating that they had some unnamed uh, scandal or whatever about, about Barack Obama, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he says, in effect, um, you know, Obama did this thing at a high school in New Hampshire where he talked about drinking and doing drugs. Obama has cops using some cocaine in the past, and he said it was a mistake. It's a thing he did and whatever. Uh, he talked about drug use in his book. And then as the emailer says, he says, the story, it seems to me, is Hillary using the right-wing media to eliminate her opponents. She did the same thing when she leaked her fundraising numbers to Drudge back in the spring. Why is no one discussing uh, discussing this? Please to be bringing up with Lisa the fact that Hillary uses the right-wing media to eliminate her own opponents from the playing field. Um, from your journalistic standpoint, from your objective point of view, does it seem that that is what the Hillary campaign does, that they in fact use their their opponent's media to eliminate people on her own side of the playing field? I don't want to be too PC here, but 
it really is what most everyone does, and Hillary Clinton may be the best at it. They're very good at campaign strategy, very good at using the media, and they've used both the left wing and the right wing to attack their opponents. So I think, I think, uh, yeah, your listener is dead on. That's right. But it's not exclusively right wing, and it's not exclusively Hillary Clinton. I think that she is just um, at a superior, a superior, her campaign is at a much higher level. I mean, they've been doing this for you know, much more than a decade. They they know the game better than anybody else. Excellent. By the way, uh, the medical ease for no sense of smell is anosmia. Oh, that's fantastic. So there you go. A N O S M I A, anosmia. Uh, so oh, that is that's it. great. All right. Tomorrow you'll get fun fact number two about Richie Bristol. Okay, great. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day, Lisa. Always a pleasure. You as well. Talk to you soon. There you go, Lisa Desjardins, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic. All right. Boy, you know, time with her just zips by. It really does. It does. Um, all right. Please, if you could come here and look at this screen, because I don't think you can see it there. I want you to come. Um, Is it something bad? No, it's just, it's just I can't read this. It's a word that Richie has typed on the screen, and I have no idea what he's typed. Enosment. 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 Oh, he's. Oh, it, you suppose it's about the. Uh, it's about the no sense of smell. Oh yeah, there you go. Oh, that's totally what it is. Ah, all right, okay. That made no sense until I saw the. Hello, hi. You're on the Rick Emerson show. Hey, yeah, I was just calling up to say that uh, uh, the sense of smell is called the osmic sense. So O-S-M-I-C. if you don't have it, you are an osmic. An osmic. Ah, yeah. excellent, fantastic. Hey, can I just can I just briefly throw out there? I'm not going to start up the whole Vancouver versus Portland thing, but uh-huh. and yet, not only is Vancouver older, but every time someone who lives in Portland figures like to look down on Vancouver, there are two people in Seattle and four people in San Francisco looking down on the Portlander, right? Yes. No, it is can true. We, it can is. we agree on that? No, okay, we can, great we can all get on that. Thank you. All right, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> no, they're totally right about that. Uh, well, this is, I hadn't really ever thought about this. So, yeah, and, and uh, okay, somebody, uh, let's see, where's the, um, mm-hmm. oh, it's called Sex Panther. Oh, Welcome now to the uh, Rick Emerson Radio Program, our good friend, uh, Richie Bristol. Hello, Richie Bristol. How are you today? Hello. Uh, all right. By the way, we should recap. So we have uh, former Nordstrom pianist Dave Lee, who will be coming in at what, 2 o'clock? Yep. And not right. David Lee Roth. Not David Lee Roth. Um, this, I hadn't really thought about this, uh, because you don't have a sense of smell, and this guy says not only does it have significant debilitating effects on, quote, quality of life, presumably you can't smell food and whatever, he says it comes with certain risks. I hadn't thought about this. He says that Richie would be unable to smell smoke from a fire or leaking gas or oh, yeah. would not be able to identify rotten food or drink, which could result in food poisoning. I hadn't thought of, How do you know if your milk is bad? Uh, it's curdled. Well, <laughs> that's how you know it's, like, really bad. But, I mean, you wouldn't know if the milk is simply, like, if you got a bad, a bad jug of milk or something. I go by the date. If I don't drink it in a week, I'm done with it. Uh, that is... I, I hadn't thought really about, that. about that. How would you know? Do you have smoke detectors at your place? Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but they don't have any batteries. Yeah, yeah. They don't have to plug beef, I don't plug them. I was because you would never, you wouldn't know if there was smoke in your place. And I mean, unless it was thick enough. But by that point, you could be dead. You wouldn't know if there was a carbon monoxide leak in your house. Well, somebody'd be dead. Well, it'd be you. <laughs> you live alone? No. Okay. All right. So th- th- as long as the roommate has a sense of smell, I guess. Uh, then you'd be okay. But Do you have to have your friends like smell things for you all the time? Yeah, like if your car was exhausting into the cabin, you might not know it until you were actually so debilitated you drove off the road. Oh. Jesus. Or gas. Or... I hadn't really Stop thought about freak that. Him out. I'm not. I'm trying to bring... I really am not. I just hadn't thought about that. Um, so that is a weird thing. 
We should totally bring a whole bunch of noxious and lethal things in and see if you can smell them. Because, I mean, it, 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 I guess I didn't really ever, it had never occurred to me. That's how you know. How many times do you go like, do you smell something burning? And yeah. then, of course, it's like, you know, it's you or whatever. <laughs> it's like, it's the room or there's electrical, there's wires or something. I hadn't really thought about that. You would not know if there was something burning. Nope. I would burn. Jesus. In my sleep. Well, there you go. Richie Bristol, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Back after this on the Rick Emerson radio program uh, with uh, Jim Riley. He'll be here from the Ministry of Truth. Later on, James Roop, uh, Dave Lee, former uh, pianist from Nordstrom, and uh, your phone calls. He said, there's the Rick Emerson Show. Don't go anywhere. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. The vast majority of our listeners are driving somewhere. A lot of them are drivers. So uh, let's get an update on road conditions. We can expect at any moment that all northbound lanes of I-5 near Chehalis will be closed. If you want to get to Seattle, you can't. If you're desperate to get to Chehalis either. Yeah. You no should, Chehalis. If you're trying to get to Chehalis right now, you should just take your life. And Highway 26, 6, 18, and 30 all closed at some point. Highway 18, all the way from Salem to Lincoln City, is closed. Now, color me stupid, but closed because of... I mean, I know there's a storm. Water, and a, trees down. Oh, trees so it's also. trees. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, because it didn't... Isn't I mean, there a total pandemonium going on out there, and we just don't yes, realize it? Yes, yes, yes. Listen to that. <laughs> Listen to the way we like it. This is the giddiness. Did you hear Tim Stormwatch, uh, Storm yeah. Report this morning? From the, you know, from the AM 970 Storm Center, and with that great Walter Winchell, like... Attention, Mr. Mrs. American, all the ships at sea. Tim Riley with the, which is just that breathless, like we love that something horrible is happening kind of sound. So, but here's the weird thing is because nothing really happened like in Portland proper. The closest that anything happened to where I live was on Foster, like 180th, but that's right. still like miles from my house. Southeast Foster, 102nd to 122nd is closed, and people were still driving there after being told not to do so. Fools. Uh, Some you, people in nice cars. You deserve somebody, it. Somebody in a brand new car. Was driving down Foster. It was a brand new Volkswagen Bug, and they got stranded right in the middle of the street. Do you feel sympathy for them? No, excellent. But it's something to talk about. Uh, the it's weird because the whole weekend came and went. Oh, and there is a traffic problem here that people should know about. As a matter of fact, it, it might affect some people that we know. I don't know what we're talking about now. <laughs> well, there's a flooded out area of Southwest McAdam, uh, McAdam and Bancroft. Oh, I see. So the uh... It's flooded. It's flooded? No one may leave or go there. So if you're at the intercom building, basically you're going to have to eat each other to survive. So have fun with that. Uh, if I were you, I'd... Uh, never mind. I was going to I was gonna suggest who they start with. But never mind. That's probably... Never, you never, I'm shocked in the mind. That skip that. that. <laughs> um, I don't even know who you... Oh, I got all these. I got all these jokes about intercom, and it just seems like... Well, today's the day for it. They're flooded. Yeah, I know. Um, I wonder if Squid made it to work yet. Yeah, I don't know. Can go through a squid water. can go through water. Yeah, I was uh-huh. going to make that joke. Um, so, so that's so. So, what is it that the roads are flooded? Well, that because yes. it's right down because it's, it's flooded from water. Because that's one of the lowest places in Portland. Because it's right at. It uh, is one of the lowest places in Portland. Yeah, because it's right. It's right yeah. by Ross Island. I mean, we, not, we've never been lower in Portland. No, that's true. <laughs> Intercom is the lowest single place in the city. <laughs> The lowest, the lowest place in the entire metropolitan yeah, area. This is awful. We're, We're getting flooded. Well, we know somebody who uh, I will not say who, but we know somebody who uh, who I believe uh, still works there, who actually refers to it as Mordor. That's it. <laughs> We're working. Well, I'm over at Mordor. 
Um, but um, it's a bad place. But you know the, the yeah. weird thing is, is the weekend just sort of came and went, and it didn't like it didn't really affect me at all. Like it was, you know, it was raining and what, a little bit of wind and so forth. But it didn't have any deleterious effects on me. Like it wasn't snowing at my place or anything. And uh, I mean, it's the water was bad. You know where the water sucks is if you're coming, um, if you're like at uh, First and Arthur. And you're coming around from uh, the Ross Island Bridge, man. It's like there is like a lake that your car drives through that is just insane. And I had a couple of those moments over the weekend where a car in front of me would go through a puddle that was about eight inches deep. And blind you. Yeah, and then you see the tsunami of water heading for your windshield. Mm-hmm. And then there's about three seconds where you cannot see. Mm-hmm. Where you're going like 40 miles an hour, blind. Can't see anything. So, uh... I feel right. I'm having that problem with my car, which sucks, too, because it's pouring rain yesterday. I'm going to – I drove to northeast Portland for my friend Heather's anarchist book fair, and it's just, like, all flooded. <laughs> I love Portland. And it's all flooded everywhere, And um, but my windshield wipers only work when I have my brights on, you know? Uh, and then they that's turn, right. I and then they turn that. off when I use my blinker. <laughs> so I, I thought that was the other car. Blind. I didn't know no. that was this car. No, so every time I'll, I'll completely forget about it, and I'll be changing lanes, and then, yeah, a car will blind oh, me, and I'll wonderful. put on my blinker, and I can't see anything at all. So – in order to use your windshield wipers, you have to turn on your brights. Yeah. And every time you want to turn, your windshield wipers then go off. Yes, if I use the blinker. So you are really going to be the next person to kill a bicyclist. I mean, we know that, right? Because you're going to try to well, take a right turn. Drive. No, I'm very cautious. All right. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, and then, And then, of course, if you drive at night and it's raining, you'll be able to see, but no one else will be able to see because you're obliged to have your brights on. So everybody coming at you will be blinded, but you'll be able to see fine. Oh, my car's so old. Those brights aren't even brights. That is, that is true. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, it was just it was a, it was it was just it was crazy though this whole and then um so anyway so to our friends at uh, at Intercom Radio remember you start with the butt that's really and the and the, and the upper thigh like you should maybe talk about what the you're back referencing. of the thigh. Well, I'm just saying, if you force to resort to cannibalism... people at Intercom Radio start with the butt? <laughs> out of context, that doesn't sound very right. But it is accurate, even out of context, is it not? Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, here's Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Also, we have a high water report at Highway 217 northbound at Allen. And the power is out in Bethany. So that is important. Well... Uh, let's see. At Rockaway Beach, they had wind gusts of 104 miles an hour. Where's the substandard community now, Bethany? So that's that. You know, uh, like half of the upstairs lives in Bethany. There's like a two, there's like two blocks in Bethany where, uh, I mean, I can think off the top of my head like five people who we know here who all live in Bethany. It's like there's there's some weird CBS radio street. Two that, people live in my neighborhood. Yeah, we weren't invited. Sarah and I weren't invited to live there. But apparently there's some weird CBS radio like Jonestown compounded Bethany. You've been to my house everybody No, I'm just, but not to, I'm just, it's, but not to stay. No. I'm just saying in Bethany. No one comes to my house to stay. Uh, no, there's a program director here who lives in Bethany. Uh, Susan, I think, lives near an area. Bethany is. It's like a suburb of Beaverton. Oh. Uh, I think Jeff McGinley lives right next to Susan Reynolds. It's weird. It's like they all kind of live in the same place. Uh, so there you go. All right. Well, it's, uh, so it's bad out there, so be careful. Uh, Highway 47 has been closed at milepost 75 due to some down trees, and of course, Highway 101 along the Oregon coast is, uh, closed due to, uh, all kinds of bad things. And, uh, well, they can't turn the power back on because it's too windy, and they don't have enough people to turn it back on. As a matter of fact, the, the power is off. No cell phones, no nothing, no landlines. All the way uh, from Lincoln City all the way up to Astoria. Now, did you experience any of this in your neighborhood? Was your neighborhood bad? Uh, power out? Anything? 
it flickered and some beautiful branches fell off a tree in, in the park across the street from my house. Ah, uh, see, this is... Somebody this... has to get out there and clean that up today. Don't, don't I have... almost tripped and stumbled. Don't you have people for that? We do, but I don't think they come out in the rain. <laughs> okay. Also, uh, let's see here. Uh, historic tree fell down. The Sitka spruce. Never heard of it before, but it is uh, 700 years old. It is the nation's largest Sitka spruce. Well, was. was. And uh, it snapped in half. <laughs> so, the end. So that's it for now. It's uh, it's not nice out there anyway. Oh, did you have a teacher at Kennewick High School named William Pickerel? Uh, I do not believe so. No, too bad. Is he dead? Uh, no, there could be some money in your future if you did because he's been charged with six crimes against teenage boys. Wait, hold on. Going back some 27 years. Hold on. It's all coming back to me now. Wait, hold on. I do remember something. I don't. Uh, hey, What was his name? William Pickerel? Pickerel. Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't. Uh, no, I, I didn't have him. Uh, let's see. He took at least 20 trips per year with Kennewick High School students, mostly to watch professional sports games. Oh, so you That's probably weren't there. hard to believe. No, of course, there's no way that I would have been there. And uh, he admits to uh, victimizing numerous boys in the course of 27 years. Yeah. He may have started... Oh, Mom, you might have been gone, but he started uh, abusing his victims as early as 1992. But no, see, I graduated... The math is wrong. No, I graduated in 91. I would have been out of there. No, darn it. Yeah, no, it's well, unfortunate... Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson. Better luck next time, Rick Emerson. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. 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 Yeah, how's it going, Rick? What's up? Hey, I've got a friend who has no sense of smell, and I wanted to share some of the experiences we did with him, so you could... Uh, and by experiences, you mean cruel things that you did to him? Never. Uh-huh. <laughs> we uh, would soak <laughs> his underwear in perfume and then take him out with us. Oh, that's the worst thing I've ever heard, but I suspect you're about to top it. Yeah, I am about to stop it. Okay. By the time we put the dead skunk in his car. Oh, God. And we took him out to uh, a kind of bar outside of town. Richie is going to be so paranoid. Yeah, he is. He should be. And he's a freak of nature. Now, now, now let's be. Let's not be cruel. A, Richie's right. not a freak of nature. Take it back. All right. No, he's not. And B, it is now. You know, this is a, 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 you know, an unfortunate thing that Richie uh, experienced because he worked with a lot of noxious chemicals and so forth. But, oh, you, put okay. a, but you put a skunk in your friend's car? A dead skunk. Rose, where do you even find? Where does one yes, find a dead skunk? I was just going to say, our lights are flickering. Our lights are flickering. Something just happened. That's, let's hope lightning doesn't hit the tower, Sarah. That could kill you. Uh, it could kill me? No. Oh. Well, you. Uh, so what? Where did you even get a dead skunk? I don't know. I didn't even know. That's, a, ask, that's a lie. Yeah, it people want to torture people. people always find handy dead things. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? This I mean, is in Colorado, though. You know, so well, that's true. In Colorado, those things are just sort of laying around. All right, fair enough. Well, thanks for giving Richie something else to worry about, my friend. Hey, you're welcome. All right, bye now. All right, there you go. Yeah, the lights did just flicker here. A couple times. You do hear those stories about how lightning, you know, you do, I worked with a guy, lightning hit the tower and it blew him off his chair or whatever. How would it blow me off my chair? I don't think it would. I think that's... I think no, that's it's a, all grounded. No, that's a thing from days it. past. There was a guy, I, you always hear this, though. There, you know, everybody, everybody in radio has a story about a guy they knew or a guy who knew a guy who was broadcasting during a power storm and, like, I, I don't know, something went through these headphones or lightning hit something outside the station and, like, he was on the air at the time and it, like, went through his headphones or his microphone or something and it, like, knocked him unconscious. Everybody in radio has a story about a guy who got knocked unconscious. Like, I think they always... Didn't they used to tell you not to use the phone during a lightning storm? Yeah. Because it could go... It, if it hit the phone line, it could go into your phone and enhance it and kill you. And I don't think that was true either. It's certainly not true now with cell phones. But I, I, don't, I don't think it was ever true. I think that's some crap they just said for no reason. All right. Here's uh, Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. 
So uh, should we talk about uh, Senator Craig here, or should we leave that for later? Um, I get a lot about it. Uh, well, let's do. It. We talked to Lisa Goddard about it. I'm sad, Lisa Desjardins well, about to, uh, it. But let's uh, talk to. Uh, well, let's 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 find out what we've got about it here. From uh, you. Let's find out what we all have. Right. Uh, first of all, eight men have come forward to say they had sex with uh, Larry Craig at various times in the past. This is according gay. to the Idaho Statesman newspaper. Uh, we know all about him. First, uh, let's see here. Here is uh, John number one. This is male escort Mike James uh, relaying some of the details of the encounter he had with Senator Craig, claiming the two men engaged in oral sex. Now, the only way I knew that he basically had that he had a resorgasm. Oh, okay. I. It's from Metro Traffic. <laughs> Let's stop and That's take so a moment. Gross. I mean, it was gross. It wasn't <sighs> just the way that guy worded it so matter-of-factly. Let's stop and just add two more. Get <laughs> stop and get our bearings. They're for not a the same person though, and not the same incident. I mean, it's you know, the weird it, it is telling, and Sarah will uh, Sarah will tell you. I am very, very um, ju- uh, what is the word? Judicious or not that? Uh, I'm really f- about dumping stuff on the air. I'm really overcautious. Mm-hmm. About dumping things, and that we actually don't have to dump. The thing I just bleeped, we really don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, a because it's you know because it's not explicit or graphic, and B because it is as part of a news broadcast. Is it not? Right. This is from Metro News. Right. And this, this is, is true to life story. And this, this is, is reality radio from the Metro News uh, service uh, broadcast here on the AM nine seventy noon news hour on KCMD, which is a news talk. Uh, radio station. So these actually are completely and totally permissible because they are in like three different ways in the context of news. And they're not even graphic. It was just, I didn't expect, pardon the pun, that to come out of his mouth. I did not expect <laughs> that guy to open his mouth and say that. Mm-hmm. Like, why would he even be talking about that? Because I think, I he don't was, really he know. Was, he was asked. And he because was, the report, be honest. Well, there it, really is... No one knows what we're talking about. So, um... Oh, Richie, please. They get my food for me. What, what was that? What is that? He gave me a bell so that I'm supposed to ring when I want something. Are you kidding me? What are you, Mr. In, Burns? Really? You rang? Is there a button to release the hounds? No, you can have it. No, I don't want that. I'm not going to ring a bell. Having a bell. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. He I mean... Gave it, he made it and gave it to me. I guess it doesn't work because he hasn't shown up yet. I don't. I don't think. Um, oh, here he is. I. I don't know. Um, yeah. Thank you, Richie. I don't know that I, as a white person, can feel good about ringing a bell, which then prompts an Asian man to bring me something. Scotty J moved my car all the time. Yes, but Scotty J was a white man. Scotty J was a good. Scotty J was a was a good example of a white man who needed to be ordered around. Scotty Scotty J needed some. Uh, Scotty J needed some some uh, some further well, emasculation. Now I feel bad. <laughs> no, don't feel bad. It's hilarious. Did Richie himself he, give you the he bell? He made it and gave it to me. <laughs> he made it. He made the instrument of his own he humiliation. Made... What is it made out of? I don't know. Oh, you know what this is? This is a, um, I think this is a New Year's Eve noisemaker. Oh. That he's taking the top off of it. Yeah. I, this oh, is so a... he's just celebrating New Year's Eve. Early. Weird. Okay. Well, if he gave it to you, then I guess it's okay. Okay. Jesus. Maybe it's a traditional thing. All right. It's traditional for phone screeners to do that. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, we've gotten so off the point here. We bleeped that Larry Craig thing, and I, again, I didn't really have to. It's just that it caught me off guard. Um, what say we about playing it? Well, you want me to go back and play it again? I don't. I really don't know. Well, let's go on to the next one then. You might like. This let's one go better. on to the next one, and we'll can, let's let's do like a game show. I'm gonna pass mm-hmm. on soundbite number one. Let's right. move on to soundbite number two, and we'll come back to the first one later. Uh, this is Greg Ruth, who tells the Idaho uh, statesman he had more than just a friendly exchange with Larry Craig in the Uh-oh. men's restroom during a Republican right. convention back in 1981. Okay, here it comes. Okay, all right. Yeah, I knew who he was. Um. He gave me his phone number and said, if you ever get to D.C., call me. You can stay with me. Then we have Tom Russell, who tells the Idaho statesman that Larry King made clear advances toward him, knowing he was gay. He was basically giving me a, a, a flirtatious, uh, engaging conversation. Okay, see how they're fine, aren't they? So those two are fine. You want me to go back to the first one? Do you feel a little bit better at it <sighs> the second time around? I really honestly don't know. I think we should play it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the evil snicker from Tim. Well, it is, again, it's very circumspect. It's not graphic or explicit. It's just not something I saw coming. So that you'll, you'll forgive the pun. Oh, what? <laughs> Should I play it? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Everybody listen up. Except for the kids. Now, the only way I knew that he basically had reached his moment was, you know, his moaning and groaning. All right, so... I just assumed that he had a orgasm. Jesus. That wasn't so bad. No, no, it's not graphic at all. That's the thing. It's not graphic. It's not explicit. And, of course, uh, this is a uh, a news soundbite during this, the news hour. I just really wasn't prepared for that to be the first soundbite of the day. So, there you go. Larry Craig. It's hard to believe, but there is some heterosexual sex going on out there. That's a lie, Tim Riley. I won't have discussion of that in my studio. Woodburn police say... There are hundreds of advertisements for erotic services posted every day in Craigslist, and some of these people are from Woodburn. Now, two of those ads... Woodburn. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> two of these ads helped them bust four suspects recently. As part of a prostitution sting targeting escorts at the local Craigslist sites, pe- uh, pe- police set up appointments with women who are suggesting they're offering sexual acts for money on the sites. Undercover cops set up the dates in an area motel. I wonder if that, that was the one that we were talking about at Woodburn recently. As part of the November 30th sting, police arrested three women, Jacqueline Duncan, Amy Gibson, and Amber Allen. Amber. Amber. All charged with prostitution. You know, uh, uh, then there's, a, let's see, an alleged uh, pimp uh, named Timothy uh, Brazine, who's charged with conspiracy to commit prostitution. I wonder if at this point guys who are not charged with pimping but are busted for something else try to get that added on just to get a little cred. You know what I mean? Just to get a little, like, could you also call me... You know, because it, you know, it's sort of like that scene from it's uh, from a Miracle on Forty Second Street where like the court decrees that what his name is Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. You know, like having the government declare that you are in fact legally speaking a pimp. The government themselves they give you like a little form. You have been convicted of being a pimp in the first degree. Um, also, I will say this about that the same thing. I, I mean, look at this one. Would you pay Mrs. Potato Head here? <laughs> arrested for prostitution. Identifying one of the alleged prostitutes is looking like Mrs. Potato Head. Ew. Which of these women... Well, she's from Woodburn. Which of these women do we find she's to be the not, hottest? Uh, well, I don't know. She's one of the faces of meth. <laughs> she's not so bad. She's got odd eyebrows, though. She She's only like 11. Oh. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> she's no. She's a Woodburn age. 11. No, she's uh, 
Let's see, tw- 35. Wait, no, hold she on. She must be one of the 29 or 28-year-olds. Yeah. Amy, Amber, and Jacqueline. She's not so bad. Wow, she's 35. Yeah, that's, those are 35 hard years. Mm-hmm. 35, that's like 30. She's like 35 dog years. Is he the pimp? He's the pimp. Well mm-hmm. done, sir. And he's wearing a tool shirt, of course. Bad. Look at his off-kilter uh, oh my God. facial hair, though. It's all, like, crooked. Yeah, that's no good. But you know what it is. Bad for business. But you know, but you got to be impressed that even a guy who looks that weird was able to get three women to go out and you know like give him cash for sex. Uh, that mean? guy being, calling himself a pimp is like Scotty J calling himself the president. <laughs> <laughs> what a sad summation. Uh, By the way, it does say that he's president of his um, karaoke company on his MySpace page. Scotty? Mm-hmm. Really? So he doesn't feel up to putting the other thing Who's on the, the MySpace page. I, I don't know. Um, I do feel about this, though, the way I do kind of feel about the Larry Craig thing, though, which is like, like, do we not have actual crimes to be solving? I mean, whatever. I mean, it's sleazy and it's, you know, whatever, but I don't care. I mean, it, it, I do, where was this? This is in Woodburn, you said? Yeah. I do sort of resent the idea that in any way in Oregon that, like, tax dollars are being paid for cops to go, like, set up sexual trysts with the, the, the Woodburn Mustang Ranch. Seriously, with trashy girls from Craigslist. I mean, honestly, could you? I mean, meanwhile, some guy's trying to steal my truck for the fourth time. It's a good thing to know that police resources are really being directed towards bathrooms and hotels to stop consensual sex. Jesus. All right, here's uh, Tim Riley. Oh, let's see. If you live in some parts of uh, Collins County, they're telling you to boil your water. So you might as well boil it anyway. And then go stuff. beat your clothes on a rock down by the river. Please do. <laughs> go churn some butter and play in a jug time band. Uh, let's see. Don Amos's uh, new sidekick is a black Texas New York Jew. That just sounds like a joke. It is. Uh, he... So a black, a Texan, a Jew, and a woman walk into a bar. And that's just the first person. Uh, the transcript from it says, I want to take a minute to introduce a new inclination of the Amazon Morning Program. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, so uh, that's exactly what she is. And so we do not have a black Texas Jew with New York roots and an Oxford education. But I mean, and, I, and again, I, I don't know anything about uh, this is the first I've heard of it. I don't really know anything about whoever this is. But doesn't that just sound like the beginning to some sort of gag? I mean, it's just and I mean, it just seems like a parody of like trying to get diversity on your show. Like, first of all, do they just not have the staff? For for more than you know. Well, they started this brand new show, and they didn't want to bring some of the old people. Look, can we get as many of these? Uh, I guess can, Charles is there. Can we get as many of these EEO categories uh, as possible covered with just one person? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I guess there's no Bernie McGurk, there's no Sid Rosenberg. Uh, it's just Imus and Charles McCord, mm-hmm. and then whoever this woman is. Um, we were gonna. I guess Steve Castellano apparently is not available, so we'll talk to him about this tomorrow. But I uh, do we have any excerpts from? The yeah, line? we do. Uh, uh, let's see I... here. He kicked out today's show in Midtown Manhattan by taking a few minutes to explain his relative silence on the matter. Oops, hang on here. Why can't? They... Hang on just a minute. We'll find out what we're wrong here. All right, we'll try. To... Didn't see any point in uh, going on some sort of. Um... Uh, Larry King tour. It's action packed this show. Offer a bunch of lame excuses for making essentially a reprehensible remark. I uh, spoke about what happened on the day he was let go by CBS. So uh, around four o'clock that afternoon, I got a call from uh, Les Moonves at CBS, and he said, um, "We can't take the pressure, and we're going to have to pull the plug." And I said, "I understood that." Uh, let's see here. Now we go on to the next one. Imus says his new program has made some changes, but ultimately it'll remain the same. We now have the opportunity to have a better program, to 
obviously diversify the cast. I mean, that just makes sense. But the program uh, is not going to change. Uh, Senator Chris Dobb was among those welcoming Don Imus back to the airwaves today. The Democratic presidential hopeful called Imus' WABC radio show from Iowa. Uh, he was moved to the state in anticipation for the presidential caucuses. So here he is. On December 23rd, 2003, was 20 points behind Howard Dean. Had polling data that would have had him in single digits. And uh, he was 25 points, I think, behind in New Hampshire at that point. And two and a half weeks later, three weeks later, became the nominee of the party when he won the Iowa caucuses. So apparently the show isn't nationally syndicated yet. It's on, on five radio. stations. It is. Uh, I think it's a Citadel station, WABC. Probably. I, I think, don't know who owns it now. Yeah, I think WABC is owned by Citadel Broadcasting. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do believe the I'm a Show was on WABC and five other stations, whatever, and then it's on this feed and grain network or whatever the hell it is. So Who gets I, that? Uh, no one. No one. Some 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 guy with overalls named Smitty. So there you go. I mean, whatever. I wish him the best. I just It's not the, you know, it doesn't, doesn't sound all that gripping to me, but, you know, whatever. What can uh, you do? Yeah, what can you do? Uh, oh, Carl Rove is uh, telling Fox News Sunday that Americans will vote in for a Republican because they have concerns about increased taxes and national security. The Republicans, though, also have to uh, be, uh, begin to deal in a very visible and vocal and uh, and powerful way with issues that people care around about, uh, and talk about around the kitchen table, like what what about the cost of my health care? What about how can my kid go to college? What do we do to create more jobs and energy in America? Who is that? Carl Rove. Uh, all right. Yes, Americans will vote uh, for Republicans in 2008 due to two issues. Taxes and spending, because this current Congress has got a lousy record on both. Oh, <laughs> on, on something. On a word that starts with a uh sound. Uh, no charges will be filed in a case involving a Missouri girl who committed oh, suicide uh, after being bullied on MySpace. Uh, 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 13-year-old Megan Meyer. Oh, so story. there'll be a new Megan's this, Law? This story makes... Let me just give a little background. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step all over your breathing. No, story please there. It's a Let terrible, just, terrible, terrible I, story. Well, we want to hear more about it then. Here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, our good friend Seamus emailed me a few weeks ago, and he said, Hey, are you following this story uh, about this girl? What state? Where did it take place? This takes place in Missouri. St. Um, Charles County, Missouri. So he emailed me a few weeks ago, and he's like, Hey, are you talking about this MySpace story from Missouri? And at the time, I told him that I had decided not to talk about it. Uh, for a couple of reasons. A, huge buzzkill. B, the story seemed a little complicated, and, and trying to just explain the entire story just seemed pointless. And and, and also, that those are the two reasons. And the third reason we were originally not going to discuss the story, though we will now, um, A, complicated, B, buzzkill, and C, that I felt that I would not be able to restrain myself mm -hmm. from, and I'm not doing this, of course, in no way am I doing this, but I felt that at that time, I would not be able to restrain myself from asking for some sort of appropriate countermeasures against the people involved in the story. Oh, by, who are going in the book, by the way? I'm sorry. It's been a while since we've added anybody to the book. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. So they're in the book. Uh, Tim, so go ahead and go ahead and, and do this story. Uh, I don't know if this gives, does this give the backstory on, on what happened to this poor girl? Well, let's see here. Let me go back here and find out right. what's happening here. And then if not, we'll give a little bit of the backstory before we sort of... So no charges have been filed in this case involving a Missouri girl who committed suicide after being bullied on the MySpace. 13-year-old Megan Meyer of Darton Prairie committed suicide last year after somebody she believed to be an online friend sent her nasty messages. 
So that's what I have so far. Okay, that doesn't really convey... Uh, the Metro story does not really convey. So here's, in a nutshell, what happened. All right. So there. what is her name, the girl's name? Uh, Megan Meyer. Megan Meyer. So Megan Meyer is this 13-year-old girl who was already apparently clinically depressed, according to, the, according to, 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 to what people have sort of said, had, had uh, serious emotional problems, um, had a falling out with a teenage female friend of hers. So the teenage female friend's parents, I mean actual adults, decided that this girl, Megan, you know, needed to be taught a lesson, needed to be, you know, whatever. And so they set up, you'll have to just forgive me because it's a little, it's a little uh, convoluted. But so Megan has a falling out with a friend of hers. The friend's parents decide this Megan girl needs to be taught a lesson. They create an entirely fictitious MySpace identity, that of a teenage boy. And then over the course of the following, I think, months, this boy, who again, doesn't really exist, this boy who is in fact a group of adults, the boy befriends this Megan girl, becomes a very close friend of hers online, which does not, you know, which isn't as silly as people make it seem. Uh, they have all kinds of intimate discussions back and forth. By intimate, I just mean very emotional, very, you know, they, they get along really well. And then at some point, the parents, through the guise of this fictitious teenage boy identity, um, then just turn on the girl, insult her, call her stupid, tell her that no one likes her, tell her the world would be better off without her, tell her she's, you know, she should just go. The, the, people would be happier if she wasn't even alive. In other words, it was very like that movie in the Company of Men, you know, where he just befriends and then completely abandons this girl, and the girl then hangs herself in a closet. There you go. The end. That's why we didn't talk about it a few weeks ago, because it's just such a horrific story. And then here's what's more horrific about it is the local media in Missouri who covered the story knew the identity of the parents and chose not to reveal it. I mean, the newspapers covered the goddamn story and then decided that they would never say who the parents were. They knew who did it. Uh, and so the bloggers went to work, and they found the name, the address, the phone number, and I do believe the latest uh, goal is to get pictures of the parents so that they can be shunned by everyone everywhere. Um, so if you look on the net, and I, I won't do it here because I don't have it in front of me, and I want to make sure I don't get the details wrong, but if you look on the net, um, the people who did this, the horrific excuses for human beings, the wastes of uh, oxygen who have done this, uh, they have their names, their addresses, everything about them has been put online. They are now findable. Uh, and, I, and, again, I do believe that people are trying to get pictures of them, uh, so those can be put online as well. So now no charges are going to be filed? No. Well, that's to, great. That's this, uh, according to the mayor who says uh, something must be done to protect children. Other children have committed suicide. There are no laws in place. The Internet literally is the Wild West of today, and we need to do something about this. All right. So, um... We're going to wait. Somebody will email it to me. I don't have it in front of me here. Uh, but somebody will email me the names of the people who did this uh, to this poor girl. Um, so I, uh, you know, whatever. Somebody will email it to me. You know, I'll tell you what. Somebody track it down. It's on the blog. It's all over. Uh, you send it to me. We'll put them in the book. They'll go in the book before the day is over. I've got the book right here. You just find out. You send that to me. So uh, we just didn't spend a lot of time on it because it was just, it's kind of a strange story. And, it, and more better than us rehashing the story, uh, either Sarah or Tamara, I said, we'll find, the, we'll find a link to it. And we'll put it online so you can read this entire story. It's just, it, it, is, it is depressing and, and infuriating all at once 
Uh, especially that, A, no charges are going to be filed, and, B, that the media, the gutless, spineless media in that part of the world has still decided that they, you know, that not to not to out the people who did it. Why Why would they not? Because I have, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I really don't know. But the newspaper, I think as of now, has still refused to name the parents uh, who just hounded this poor girl to death. So... You know, and, and, and on the other hand, it's hard for me to get too upset about it at this point because I, uh, because it's clear to me that something will be done, and I'm not encouraging that anybody. I'm not encouraging that anybody break the law. Uh, of course, in no way do we advocate or condone that. I'm simply saying, as a journalistic observer, just as a bystander, as a person who just sort of looks around and says what he sees, um, I do believe, as I believe with, uh, oh, I don't know. Well, remember, Jim, you remember Roop and I had that discussion about O.J. Simpson, how we were amazed that somebody hadn't decided just to, uh, you know. Anyway, I, I do believe that'll, 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 uh, something will be done. I do believe that uh, somebody will decide to handle this in their own way at some point. I okay, do I believe found, that's the case. I found their name. Well, let's make sure that we're, yeah. let's make sure that it's right before we oh. post a link to that or anything anywhere. All right, here's uh, Tim Ryan. Let's do one more and then we'll take a break. Well, this is pretty crazy. This is they told people not to drive cars down Foster because the water's too high. People are riding bikes down Foster now. Oh, that's fantastic. There's a picture of a guy bicycling down Foster. The water is so high, it is covering his bicycle tires. Well done. Fantastic. And so how deep, well, that's, I guess that's how deep the water is. The water is that? that I mean, it's up deep. to the, uh, halfway up the wheel of a bicycle. I mean, that's like two and a half feet. Yeah. And so do you say that people are actually still driving down Foster? Yeah. Jesus. Well, they tell them not to. <laughs> but what can you do? I mean, there's so much you can do about people. <laughs> it's like expecting people to be quiet during a movie. Oh, God. Don't even... Really, I just... There are times... What I forget who who said this, but there was... there was Somebody made this statement, uh, you know, that they like individuals, but they loathe humanity. Mm -hmm. And I think we're right there. There's people I like, but humanity, not so much. People specifically, yes. People in general, hate them. Could do without most of them. Jesus, look at that. In St. Helens, uh, attention, Scott Daly. Oh, Scott Daly should pick up his little ragamuffins at school because the Scapu School District is releasing students at 1245. you got 11 minutes to get there. Jesus, the water is above the headlight level of cars in, in, uh, in St. Helens. We're looking at a car parked in a driveway in St. Helens, and the water is up to and covering the headlights. Wow. Jesus. See, I guess in Portland we were sort of sheltered from the storm, as Bob Dylan would say. We didn't really. Yeah, uh... if you live in the western suburbs, or I am, it hasn't stopped raining in like an entire day. Yeah, I guess. I... And by all means, please ride a bike down Foster Road. <laughs> it's the perfect day for it. <laughs> take take your brand new car for a spin right around 182nd, won't you? Oh my God! All right. Uh, we should take a break here. We'll come back. We're way behind. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More from Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth as Stormwatch 2007 continues. Use, use. Uh, let's see. Thank you. Uh, later on, Dave Lee, fired pianist from Nordstrom, uh, will be here in the uh, pianist. I know. I'm not saying anything. The studio later on today. The Zeppelin giveaway continues. Joy of Christmas on the way. You say there's the Rick Emerson Show. Hello, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503-733-2970. 
503-733-2970. Coming up later on in the program, we got that Zeppelin six-disc uh, giveaway. Also, tickets to see I Am Legend, which does look great, by the way. Um, I don't really know that it's... I mean, The Mist has sort of raised the bar, uh, you know, for me, you know, in terms of, like, you know, guy or people in an enclosed space fighting off whatever... Uh, but the, I got the, the trailers for I Am Legend look pretty cool. It, it seems like it'll be a, a really, a rip-roaring action adventure. It seems like it'll be a great thrill ride, if nothing else. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be perfect. Um, but it does, the visuals are pretty amazing, though. And the trailer's so well put together, too. Oh, man, that sequence where they're blowing up the George Washington Bridge or the Brooklyn Bridge or whatever it is. It's just, yeah, it looks really great. So uh, we got tickets to I Am Legend we'll be giving away. Uh, also, Dave Lee, former pianist for Nordstrom, will be in the studio in the 2 o'clock hour uh, playing some live music. for. I think he might actually take part in the Zeppelin contest. I think he said he can play Zeppelin songs on the piano. Uh, let's get a couple calls. Maybe we'll continue with Tim Riley. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program, sir, madam, is the case maybe. Hey, Rick, you know, you were just saying about the, uh, the the rain is up to the headlight levels on the cars out there in St. Helens? St. Helens, yeah. Yeah, you, well, that's not really that bad because most of the yeah, cars in the driveways out there don't have wheels on them anyhow. That is true, I suppose. So it's a relative height. Yeah, yes. it's a relative. I mean, yes. you know, now there's still that probably means there's like a foot of water, but it's not like two feet. So, you know. And what is it really? What do you need to see in St. Helens? I mean, really, what are your headlights going to show you? Uh, you're, you're, it's, it's Armageddon on a daily basis. It's thing. a whole lot of sadness and aluminum sighting. There you go. Just, just, just yes. here to help. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. There you go. Uh, let's see. It's 503 733. Two nine seven. The uh, hello. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hey, Rick. This is Chuck. Hey, Chuck. I'm out in it down here in McMinnville right now. Uh, but anyway, uh, Highway 47. What did uh, Rick or uh, Jim said something about Highway 47 being closed? But what part of Highway 47? Because I was on Highway 47 this morning, and between Forest Grove and McMinnville, it will probably be closed. That section will be closed because of flooding. In like five Are you calling places. from inside a Jiffy Pop container, or? No, dude, I'm out in it right now. Oh, I see. Oh, you're actually outside in it. Yeah, All and right. at the risk of being hyperbolic here, it's biblical. Really? <laughs> the seas are the seas are as blood, and the skies as well, sackcloth. Well, the thing is, there's a lot of places where there's standing water, like two or three, or flowing water, actually two or three feet above the uh, roadway. So, did, do, Tim, do we know what part of the uh, of it is closed? You're on 47. I'm talking all of Yamhill County, basically south of Forest Grove and Gaston. It's there's like five uh, creeks or rivers that are that are crossing the road. And if it keeps raining like this, uh, they get, they're probably going to close it by tonight. Uh, oh, it was closed yesterday. What? No, not no, I'm, I'm only kidding. No, it, no okay. <laughs> part of it, it was north of Banks that that was closed. Right. Okay. That's Officially. What I because, yeah, and that was because of trees, right? Yeah, trees and flooding and whatnot. And this thing, it's all it's all lowland from uh, basically from Highway 99 in McMinnville to Forest Grove. Right. On Highway 40, that part of Highway 47. Well, we'll uh, we'll look into. It. We'll try to get, try to keep the information current. Boy, I mean, uh, not to taunt, but really, I'm glad I live like a mile from here. I really am glad I live just down the street, basically. Yeah, but you be careful on that southeast side of Portland because they have the uh, the storm sewer things uh, always back up over there. Oh no, I know the it sucks. Basins. No, there's a so thing. you could come around a corner and find like a five foot puddle. That actually happened to me on the way to work uh, yesterday. I came to the office yesterday because I'm just that lame. And as I was coming down front, or whatever that street is that merges on the front, if you're coming over the Ross Island Bridge and you go by the by the temporary labor place, and you go you merge into front, and I, I turned, and man, I was for about three seconds, I was in a puddle that was up to the doors. And if I had not had forward momentum, it would have stopped my car. 
Yeah, it was raining so hard down here earlier today, I saw five deer sitting right next to my truck. Yeah. I've got pictures of them. They were like 10 feet away. I got out, and they were just, uh, I, I don't know why they were hunkered down sitting outside in the rain. But yeah, okay, waiting, I have the latest waiting for on you highway. to die so they can feast on your bones. Oh, yeah. Tim's got the latest. Okay, the latest on Highway Thanks. 47. <laughs> Back to you, Tim. You're welcome. Okay, milepost 25 to 35. That's the Washington Yamhill County line extending for 10 miles. There was flooding throughout the highway. Drive with caution. That's for information yeah. only. Everybody that's listening, slow down to like five miles an hour. Uh-huh. That's milepost 25 to 35. Even if you do have a four-wheel drive. No, that's true. Thank you, sir. We'll stay. Okay. <laughs> Thank All you. Right. Bye now. All right. That guy was. That guy was pulling up a chair. I could just sense it. So, so here's what's happening in all, all these like secondary highways. There, there are lowland spots where it is flooding, so they're not closing the entire highway, just sections of it. Right. So depending on where you are, I mean, this list is like low. Oh no, I'm I'm looking at it right now. This is like in in a word document. This is like a 12 page. Uh, yeah. So so basically, okay, let me tell you, if you're on 47, you're going to have a problem for milepost 1 to 11. That's Klatskanai, extending for 10 miles. It is closed due to debris, high water, multiple slides, damaged roadway. That is closed till further notice. So that's not going to be reopened anytime soon. The end of Highway 47, milepost 1 to 11. Then we have where that gentleman just called from. Oregon 47, milepost 25 to 35, one mile east of Washington and the Amhill County line. The flooding extends for 10 miles, flooding throughout the highway. Drive with caution. So that's the best they can do for you there, really. Really, you know what needs to happen right now is a good freeze. Mm-hmm. Just a good three or four days at about five degrees outside. Ugh. All right. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, gang. Hey. Uh, so I was just coming up 217 to go to a nice little hockey game, and um, 217 is freaking flooded. Yeah, we have a report on that also. Uh, 217, let's see, that's northbound, especially at Allen. That's, that's the last right. report we had, yep. They've got like one lane going through, and, and it's it's up to the doors on a couple of cars. Yeah. It's nasty. Yeah. We could do old traffic radio here today. <laughs> well, I know, really, honestly. Well, I mean, Call us wherever you are. We'll look it up and tell you. <laughs> hey, I, I did see the Viso van going in the opposite direction. Yes. That van is badass. Nothing can stop the Viso van, sir. Nothing can no. stop Viso. Uh, no, they're, they're, they are ten times the mailman. No offense to mailman Chris, but, I mean, you well, got to have your Viso. Well, I was going to say, the, the Viso, we, we ran out for a while, like a day or two last week, and it would have been ugly if the plaid pantry hadn't been across the street. So, uh, no, yeah. nothing can stop the power of Viso, my friend. All right, good day, Thank guys. you, sir. All right, there you go. Oh, they know I was talking at the uh, the new seasons at Arenco Station. Is that true? Yeah, I saw it last night. Well, you know, you know, your reference to being all traffic radio, not like anybody. Really, honestly, there, there is no way in the traffic report, those traffic reports that most stations have, there's no way that they could possibly cover what's going on. No, there and, right well, and, you know, and Sarah knows about that, like on, you know, Coin, where it's like you get like a 40-second 40, 40 window or something to try to pack you everything in there. You a 30-second commercial, and you can you throw a couple of reports in about the traffic, but it's not actually covering what's going on out there. And you're going to do like a Geico adjacency or something, and there's just no way. Uh, and, and not to be all about the glory of us, but is that one, there's this line of the plays on the station that says that it's not so much that we're good, it's just everybody else blows or something. Mm. And where else are you going to be listening for this? I mean, honestly, it's like Dr. Laura's going to yeah, come gonna on. Get on the music station. Maybe maybe Ed Schultz will come on and tell you about what's happening in the Portland highways. So no, and that's yeah yeah. So yeah, call us, we'll tell you. Yeah. We, we got this up. Ah, uh, let's see. We'll do a couple more of these, and then we'll move on to some actual news. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hey, it's Aaron. Durant. What's up? Oh, Aaron Duran. Hello. What's up? Yeah, it's first. Um, big props for saying the word the word correctly and calling um, him a pianist. Yes. Well, because I don't want to. 
this is like Sarah and I were talking about this when when Adrian Brody's film came out. They called it the Pianist because Pianist was stupid. Because you know, yes, it sounds like penis. Ha ha. You that know, back before he got his nose job. Now, no. Mm-hmm. Adrian Brody got a nose job. I saw a picture the other day. Is that post Hollywood Land? Yes. Because in Hollywood Land, he's still got an enormous uh, nose. No, I mean, he doesn't have the snout anymore. Okay, excellent. Anyway, so yes, Dave Lee. Dave. Yes, he's. No, the pianist is now shorter. Yes. The pianist, he had some, it's not a pianist extension. They got some work done on his, on the pianist. Uh, okay, we got to stop this. Yes, no, yeah. so Dave Lee, former pianist for Nordstrom, will be in a play later on, yeah. Cool, well, okay, so first two things. Uh, I got a text message from Scott Dowling this morning that his uh, garage and backyard is flooded and his, the water is rising. <laughs> Wait, where's my three feet high and rising sounder? Okay, go ahead, yes. I mean, but I, I wrote him back huh. saying, well, at least you don't live in that one anymore. So that was... Oh, 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 burn. Hey, man, is your house flooding? <laughs> it's her problem now. Yeah. All right. And yeah. then secondly, I want to point out that this is how the myth started, you know. How do you mean? You're right, the big storm. Oh, that's true. Storm. Yeah, well, next I, for one, that... I, for one, welcome our interdimensional masters. Oh, that ice white mist is going to blow in. Something yeah. in the mist took John Lee! <laughs> oh, and I'm going to come in. Tim will run in with a bloody nose and the this next... Could be, the mist could be outside right now, and we just don't know it. Oh, Jesus. Yep. All right, thanks for that. in there with a bunch of FM DJs, so have fun with that. Thanks so much. All right, yeah. there you go. We'll eat Bozik first. Uh, here's Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. And now for something entirely different. Let's see here. That suspect. This goes back to Friday. Everybody forgot about this already. The guy that held uh, all the hostages at the Hillary Clinton headquarters. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was arraigned today, and they're asking $500,000 bail and a GPS monitor to be attached to him. Now, was the bomb real? Do we no, know? No, it was road flares. Oh, really? Yeah. Boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's right. see. So let's uh, talk to people who know him both. Uh, his name is uh, Eisenberg, and his stepson, Ben, said his stepfather warned him he would figure out a way to get himself some uh, mental treatment. Of course, I was pretty shocked. I had, um, I had spoken with him the night before and the morning of, and you know, he said that he was going to do something to make sure that, that he was hospitalized so he could get the help that he needed, but I didn't think it would be anything quite this extreme. And his stepdaughter says she wants the public to realize her dad is really a good man. I want him to know that he's not a bad guy at all, and I think this was just his breaking point. You know, he hit the bottom that he needed to. No, no, he was a bad guy. He did some type of <laughs> raping somebody in Massachusetts before he moved to New Hampshire. Oh, we were all about to laugh, and then the, then the no. rape word comes out. He really is a Why does it always happen on this show? We get ready to laugh, and then there's, and there was a raping. So, Jesus. Okay. So he did some time, and he came to New Hampshire to start a new life. Good. It didn't work out. <laughs> a new life. Yes, I'm moving on from to raping to blowing things up. Uh, let's see. Well, tis the season for shopping meltdowns. But not if a national consumer trend expert, Drew Krasny, has anything to do about it. He said the best way to avoid holiday shopping is to uh, shop online. But first, he says, the reason why holiday shopping is so stressful is because there are so many people in the world. Malls are so crowded. Traffic is really congested, depending on what city you're in. And I think people just get in this frenzy that they want to just go shopping on, on their only days off. And it just is just... You know, it's it's a crazy time to shop. How do you get a job like this? I don't know. I'm not a consumer trade expert. I there, there were just too many people in the world. Isn't it's I mean, their research? We could all do that. We should begin marketing ourselves as experts right now on something. Doesn't matter what it is. Aaron and I have talked about that. Just, just market yourself as you know. And Aaron really is an expert on a lot of stuff. But we really ought to just begin marketing the staff of this program as an expert on whatever, and see if we can get a sweet gig like that where we just sit there with our feet up, going, "Wow, there's a lot of people." Shopping can be tough, you know, and then that's it, and then they cut you a check. 
The best way to get away from people is to shop online. Now yeah. is the better time than ever to shop online for a couple of reasons. Websites are competing for your business, so they want to give you free shipping. They're probably going to throw in gift wrapping for you as well. And this early on in December, you're guaranteed to get the gifts well enough in time for the holidays. No, now they do, Did that you just say true. September? No, I don't think so. Okay. But that is true. I, I just ordered something for Lara, and I did, in fact, get free shipping. So that, that, that part is true. Speaking of which, what is today? The third? Fourth? Ninth? Third. Third. got to buckle down and get my Christmas shopping done. If I blow Christmas, I pay my rent. If I blow Christmas, she'll cut my head off. Rent um, is the most important thing, I would say, at this point. What? Paying one's rent is the most important thing. No, that rent. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is, homeowner. Uh, yes, pay that rent, Sarah. Uh, no, i got to buy some more crap. Uh, I gotta <laughs> buy some more crap. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most American of all statements, <laughs> isn't it? Hey, I'm an American. I have to buy some more crap right now. All right, fantastic. I... <laughs> I I have the best public service announcement for you. Really? It, it's from Canada. Is it telling me to buy some more crap? Okay. It, it's kind of, but it's it's very humorous and amusing. Ready? Uh-huh. I'm the sous chef here. With any luck, I should be head chef by next year. I've got this amazing fiance. Well, I won't be marrying this weekend because I'm about to be in a terrible accident. But really, I should have cleaned up the grease over there, and they should never put the deep fryer so close. Oh! 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 What is wrong with you, Tim? Oh my God! Jesus God! You didn't even watch the video for it. You don't know what just happened in this. It's, it's on RileyLive.com. Oh, my Check God. Go to RileyLive.com and watch it. Something in the midst spilled grease on the suit chef. You have to come here and see this. I don't want to see it. You have to. Right. Almighty. <laughs> go to RileyLive.com right now. Watch okay, I'll go watch oh, it. No, 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 hold on. Before you do that, have okay. you ever worked in a kitchen? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why did you do that just now? Just to change the pace of the program. Is it really graphic? It's it's from Canada. They're want, more liberal so they have than a PSA are. about cleaning oh, up grease. Oh, I want to be held. Mm-hmm. I, it's not graphic. I mean, there's no. I mean, I don't know. I pulled away from the screen in you horror. You, you saw me. You didn't see the graphic part. Oh my God. I mean, I don't want anybody to think that I'm being melodramatic about this. I just did not see it going that direction. It's, it's, it's only acting. I've seen a lot of horrible things. Look, I sat through the mist twice, and I didn't look away from the screen. I prided my, I forbade Lara to have, like, you are not allowed to look away. I, I prided myself on not turning away from the screen. Here on KCD Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched all kinds of horrible things. I pulled away from the two girls, one cup video. Um... I've worked in a kitchen not for a long time, and not for a long time. But I, I, I years ago, I worked in a kitchen. Um, that's what makes this all. Jesus Christ! Okay, this, where is this? At RileyLive.com. Yeah. RileyLive.com. A, a, a public service announcement. You have to come watch this too. Okay. Oh my God! I cannot. I don't want to see it. I don't want. You have to. No, you have to. You have to. You have to come watch it. <sighs> oh my God. Oh, I, I'm taking off my headphones, too. I won't No, even you've got to watch it with me again. I've already watched you it. You did not watch you're, it. You're, no, you turned away before you got to the graphic ah, part. You didn't see the whole thing. Fine, fine. Ready? Okay. Fine. Okay. Go. Let me move my microphone so you can watch it again. Uh, I'm chef here. With any luck, I should be head chef by next year. Watch. I've got this amazing fiance. Who I won't be marrying this weekend. 
because I'm about to be in a terrible accident. But really, I should have cleaned up the grease over there. And they should never put the deep fryer so close. You are a bad, bad, bad person. You are a very bad that, person. Where would you even find that? The Canadians are... There's something wrong with Canada. Did you see it? You didn't look at the end no, when it showed no, her face. No, no, I didn't look at the end part. And I won't. I won't. You can't make me. No, you can't make me. Just the, the, just the part where her footing goes out from underneath <gasps> her, that's when I, that's when I pulled the ripcord. That is when I hit eject. Here's something to make you feel better about everybody's saying. Little XTC. Thank you. Jesus. XTC is my MySpace profile song right now, Tim. Excellent. You have good taste. This is from 1980. I love this song. My favorite Christmas. Does this cheer everybody up? Yes. <laughs> I feel like grease has been poured on my soul. God damn. I was not prepared for that video just now, which you can see at RileyLive.com. Let's take a couple of these calls. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hi, Rick. How are you doing today? What? I'm traumatized. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm great. Uh, they have the same ad agency did like four others. Oh, so <laughs> no, great. Thanks. They're much worse. You need to check them out. I don't there's think a, I'm going to be doing a, that. There's a guy falling off a building, <laughs> um, a lady falling into a glass uh, display counter, <laughs> and a funeral. Oh, well, well the and, funeral does seem to be the common denominator probably well, for all of these. It's sort of an after effect of oh. what happens. After pouring guy. boiling grease on myself. No, it's not. It's, yeah, electrocution, funerals. I also love the idea, by the way, that her fiancé will no longer marry her. <laughs> well, she, I was going to marry you before you poured boiling grease on your face. Now I'm, you're going to die old and alone. Bye now. To your face. Bye. Thank you. I wasn't saying that to you, but okay. Yeah. I just... Okay. Should we talk about road closures again? Please. I cannot believe you made me watch that. See what happens when I sit right next to you? You couldn't have seen it if we're... <laughs> oh, I've, I've been moved right next I, to the host I, I feel as though I've been... Well, now I want to see the still shot at the end with her face all Physically burned Physically assaulted in some way. Jesus. All right, I'm going to... I have to look and see the face from the... That reminds me of, of the... Yeah. Oh, no, actually, no. no. Oh, he's playing it again. You want me to play it no, again? No, no, at the, no. At the Bernie part. Don't play it again, ever. I'll get to the burning point. <laughs> Great. I think you have to turn off the XTC before you can do that. Uh-huh. I'm going to take some phone calls from the other side of the board over here. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. How you doing? I'm okay. Yeah, right. How you doing, Sarah? I'm well. You, you said well, we said hi to you before, so anyway. Hey, you know your switch and your windshield wipers and your brights and stuff? Yeah. Are you in a Ford? Yeah. Are all your stuff on one switch? Yes. Your switch is bad. You need to replace it. Okay. How much does that cost? Uh, if you buy the part, I can do it for you. I don't care. But um, like probably to have a shop do it might cost you a couple hundred bucks. Oh. Right. Uh, if she knew somebody, be it you or whoever, somebody who was mechanically inclined, how hard is that to do? It's pretty easy. Like, could what's-his-name uh, do it, Jay? Jay. 
Could he, uh-huh. if you want to slip him a few bucks, <laughs> I'm, we're not asking. Not just asking just you, replace sir. that switch because if it goes bad, then you'll have no wipers. How no much is the uh, How much is the part cost? Uh, call Ford. You can get one, or like you pull it or something. All right. Okay, maybe cool. maybe fifty bucks, okay. maybe a little more. Well done. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. Appreciate you have to it. Fix that, and your problem will be solved. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Oh, come on. Oh, oh, why do you keep doing that? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me bring it back again. Here we go. And they should Why? never put the deep fryer so close. Oh my god! Oh my god! That is messed up. Okay. Rick, you've got to see it close. No, up. I don't want to see it close. And I didn't notice the big fire that erupts behind her afterward, too. Stop, stop. Putting my headphones back on now. Oh, I'm taking them off again. Because I'm about to be in a terrible accident. I like how she's really taunting the accident. The of the grease over there. And they should never put the deep fryer so close. Ah! I really have to insist that we stop this. <sighs> okay, are we done? Yeah. Are you lying to me? I'm moving back to other things. We're focusing. There, I'm off the website. Jesus. I'm going to read more about these storm-swollen rivers. <sighs> and get back to you. Why is she taunting the accident? She's like, I'm about ready to get into an accident. <laughs> With quotes. <laughs> That's like the quotation marks. <laughs> Uh-oh, I've just learned. It oh, says God. here. What? Ver- Vernonia- she dead. No, Vernonia is cut off from all civilization well. <laughs> unless you have a high-profile vehicle. Highway 26 is shut down right at the Vernonia off-ramp. The water is so high at the agricultural field, it's coming over the roadway, so regular cars can't make it. I do believe Vernonia was kind of cut off from civilization <laughs> to begin with. So uh, Let's see. They're talking to ladies at the gas station. Really, when They're waiting for somebody to come by and rescue them. Unless it's during the Elephant Garlic Festival. There's really nothing of the passing is, is civilization there anyway. That's Bernonia. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, I just wanted to thank Tim personally for that. I got my wife with that over the weekend. Oh, thanks. Honey, come watch this. If anybody, exactly. anybody who has ever worked in a kitchen for like five oh. minutes watches that, that, oh, is the, I... that may be the worst thing I've seen since the Two Girls, One Cup video. Well, I didn't actually care to watch that one but yeah yeah this, i, I, I mean, have worked at a kitchen i've got a i got a big 19 inch widescreen monitor i'm like hey honey look you gotta see this oh my god I that is scream yes yes oh my god and, yeah. the, and like the way she flies back like because that. it's entirely plausible like uh-huh. you know that that whole rubber so matting on real. the floor oh my god uh, yeah. ah! thank you exactly thank i you're on the rick emerson show for the love of god almighty what anybody ever called in and said, what the hell happened to Tim Riley as a small child? Has anybody ever asked that straight out? What sort of really, really wrong? Because, you know, when you see Tim, I mean, you know, I've I've, met him once, but I mean, when you see Tim running around town, just quiet, you know, know, he just, he looks like this really pleasant sort of, you know, whatever kind of guy. And then he just comes off with the most heinous, you know, the most heinous things. Like, what is it about you, Tim Riley, that, that, what? Explain, please. The duality. What is it? What's I joined on? this program of the year 2001. <laughs> and really, his, his moral compass has been, has gone decidedly downhill since then. I've been listening for a little over a year. Um, I came into the program, I can't tell you exactly when, but I just remember that about a year or so ago, you guys were, because, you know, these things will come up and you'll be on a certain mm-hmm. tangent for a few days or whatever, and you guys were really into corpses for a while. And I like the show. I like the show. You sound like that guy in The Graduate. Let me talk to you about corpses. Get into the ground floor. Can I tell you one thing? Corpses. 
No, and I stopped listening for about two or three weeks because I listened to it for about a week, and I was like, these guys are just gross. You'd had it with, you'd had <laughs> it with corpses. I just can't do this. And then, of course, I came I back. Just can't do this. We can't stop ourselves. But, yeah, Tim, so you're saying that, Tim, you were, you were a normal fellow, and then you joined the show. Yes. <laughs> Behold the power of the Rick Emerson show. And sir. one time I used to process insurance claims. <laughs> Feel good about that. And 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 oh. so is your goal, Tim, or not Tim? Is your Rick to do this to the entire city of Portland? Yes, and I think we're <laughs> right. we're on the way to achieving that goal, sir. Victory will to, be ours. Where do I go to find those great live images you guys were looking at? Of um, the rain? Go to oh, oh the live images of the rain. The water. Um, I think water we, on Foster. It was like K two K two dot com or yeah K two dot com. I love you all. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Bye now. Jesus. I don't even know what to do. I really don't. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. I feel like my soul has been so damaged by watching that video. Just It now. really does get under your skin. I don't even know how I can continue with today's program. Hello. I think the reason that she does the uh, little quote, air quote marks there where she says accident. Because it could have been prevented. Yeah, I think there's a tagline at the very end in text where it says uh, there are no accidents. Oh, that's, that's an accident. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus. All right. Did you? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, I, I, I. Well, they're not doing this on the TV coverage of the storm, now are they? <laughs> I don't know. You get a little more here than you can do every, anywhere else. <sighs> now I kind of want to see more of those. Oh, do you have the oh, other ones? I like don't. The woman, I can always go find the them. The one I want to find is the one falling into a glass mm -hmm. display case. That's the one that sort of appeals to me. What is the website at the end of that? Um, uh, uh, no, to find see. out, you're going to have to play it again. I'm going to have to go all the way back. Oh, God. Because I know there's a website mm -hmm. for that. It's Let's see. It's something dot... CA because it's Canadian. Uh -huh. We'll have to look yeah. for it. All right. Let's see here. I was like, no I think it's prevent there. it. Prevent hyphen it, I believe. We're talking about a video that is RileyLive.com. RileyLive.com. Rick, who wants to be holding a wedding ceremony in a burn ward? Come on. Oh, God. With any luck, I should be head chef by next year. I've got. Is it buffering? Yeah. You know, it's amazing fiance. Well, I won't be married this weekend. <laughs> because I'm about to be in a terrible accident. Accident. But really, I should have cleaned up the grease uh, over there. Uh, you should never put the deep fryer so cool. Ah! Oh. Oh. oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh There are really no accidents. Preventit.ca. Preventit.c. Is that all one word? No, it is. There's a hyphen. Prevent.it. Prevent.it. Dash it. Dash it.ca. Aaron says, I'm a connoisseur of the female scream, and that is truly a scream for the ages. That's a Canadian scream. That is a full on, not in the face, not in the face scream. Preventit.ca. There are no accidents. It's Preventitville. Oh, you can you can order warning contains graphic injury scenes and is not suitable for young people under 14 <laughs> years. And click here to enter. Oh, that's youngworker.ca. Oh, Jesus, that's for the kids. Oh, so this is for children. Yeah, this is for children. Well, that's wonderful. <laughs> Jesus, God. Oh, by the way, apparently Jim uh, Jim Rope, uh, Dave Lee, the pianist, is here early. So, oh, okay. Uh, we might bring him in. Well, maybe they did. Well, do you see the timer? It's a severed hand squirting blood. Yes, yes, I do. That's so Canadian. 
I uh, well, it doesn't want to open here. Uh, I'm opening. Are you using Mozilla or Explorer? Maybe because they've had more traffic than they've ever had before. Yeah, mine uh, mine doesn't want to open. Darn it. I'll have to try it later. We'll get Jim Roop here in just a second. Jim Roop is uh, on the telephone. Uh, we'll get him Let's here in a few more of these person. calls. This is the worst thing you have ever shown us, Tim. Well, I try. No, I mean, really, it's something to be proud of in a strange way. This is the mm -hmm. worst thing I have ever seen from you. Yeah, I'm clicking on it. Oh, it's taking forever. I have mine. Yeah, we're Do you have more of them? Yeah. Is I'm the woman falling find... into a glass display case there? Uh, let's see. Is your work... Safe. Tell us what you think, Dana. Like student video contest. Well, why don't no. you keep looking, we and uh, we'll take Jim Roop here, ladies and gentlemen, from Los Angeles, California. CNN Radio correspondent to the stars, James Roop. Hello, sir. Howdy. Uh, how's your day going? It's going all right. How about you? Oh man. A. And I know that I'm not I'm not complaining about this as such because I know you all have had your natural disasters recently, but up here it's flooding right now, um, and uh, flooding up to the doors of cars, um, oh. yeah, flooding into homes, uh, some of the outlying areas where we know some people live is flooding where it's like coming up, you know, it's it's a Johnny Cash once that is five feet high and rising in certain places around here. So, um, ah. and then Tim Riley, are you at a computer? I found some more. Oh, play, please please don't play them now. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jim, are you at a computer right now? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. When you get a chance, oh, I got a whole bunch. Can I here. can can I have you write down a URL? Yeah, sure. Okay. And How to is, prevent the it is, it is safe for work. This is Riley, as in Tim Riley, R I L E Y, RileyLive.com. Staircase okay. accident. When you get a chance, go there. There is a Canadian public service announcement that you really need to watch. And when I say that. I mean, you need to watch it because you need to be traumatized the way that we all are. <laughs> Canadian public, let me just say this, Canadian public service announcements are not like the public service announcements we have here in the States. It is so, don't, please don't play it again. Oh, this is a brand new oh, one. this is another one? Yeah. There's a whole series of Canadian public service announcements about accidents in the workplace. I want to hear Jim listen to it. Right, let's well, hear no, 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 because I, please, oh, no, 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 please, please don't. Let's all just wait. I, I have to really. I have to take a moment inside myself, and it's better if Jim watches that one rather than just hearing it. The one that is posted at RileyLive.com. It is a real public service announcement about workplace safety from Canada. It is. That's the worst thing that Tim has ever shown us. It is so unbelievably disturbing. Ugh. All oh, right. I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah, you do that. You you look forward to it all you like, friend. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, so we sound a little rattled today. It's because, A, God is trying to kill us with water. And, and, and then we just watched this horrific public service announcement uh, from our neighbor to the north. And apparently there's another one that has a woman falling into a glass display case. Um, all right. That's going to leave a mark. Oh, dude, on your soul is where it's going to leave a mark. Oh, uh, all right. So uh, <laughs> taking a deep breath, moving in. How was your weekend, my friend? That was okay. Any uh, exciting happenings at the Roop household? Nope. Right. Nothing exciting, man. Well it was uh, your typical boring weekend. Hey, when uh, do we have a start date for the OJ trial? No, not yet. All right. Uh, are they going to ensconce you in Vegas, do you think, when that happens? Probably just like the Michael Jackson thing. Yeah. Well, I have to go to uh, San Francisco this week for the Barry Bonds hearing. That's right. That hearing's on Friday. Uh, we are trying to, and it's very, very early, pardon me, in the game for this, but we are attempting to put together some sort of event where we, the Rick Emerson Show, go to Vegas for the first day or two of the OJ thing. Uh, maybe do a little broadcast from there. So, oh, that would be nice. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen. We're trying to get that put together. As soon as there's a date, you need to get that started because it's uh, it's not a very big place. 
and everybody in the world's there. Yeah, no, it's going to be a thorny process. So we're going to yeah. see if CBS can put that together for us. Um, hey, so uh, so the writer's strike continues. What, four, what are we a month into this now? Yeah, four weeks. This is the fifth week. And so I guess uh, I know Desperate Housewives. They had their I think finale or a cliffhanger or whatever last night, and I think that one's done now. Um, and Leno, it, what, so Leno, they fired or laid off, what, like 115 people, something like that? Yeah, a bunch of folks. I mean, there's just no work. They're sitting around, you know, the office collecting money, and, and they're not making any money. Are these guys going to have jobs when this is over? You know, it, it seems they would be. My only question to them, and I've not heard back from them yet, is when they fired these folks, um, because NBC is still making money. They still sell commercials on the reruns. And so, so I don't know why they had to lay these folks off. I mean, I mean, the, give them something else to do. The plants need watering, don't they? I suppose. Shine my shoes. You know, come on. Um, them employed for Christ's sake. It's Christmas. I mean, do you suppose they are? This is a horrible thing to think about humanity. But uh, do you suppose that they are laying them off just as leverage? In other words, so they can, so you know, so the public will say, "Look at these poor people being laid off." Uh, you know, and so the studios have more leverage to say, look, uh, and do you suppose it's this? Do you suppose, because Carson Daly is getting a lot of flack right now because he's resuming production or has resumed production. And Carson Daly, uh, his response was, everybody said, well, look, Carson Daly, you're a bastard for, for going back in production. Carson Daly's response, and I do agree, by the way, that in a very real, way, very real way, the writers are getting screwed. But Carson Daly's response was, I got four writers, but I got 75 crew members. And Carson is like, I gotta show loyalty to the 75 crew members before I do it to the four writers. Yeah, see I, that, 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 that's a that's a tough call. I, I mean, don't know. It really is. I really don't know what I would do in that scenario. I really don't. Uh, do you suppose that maybe the, the the laying off the Leno crew though is a way to put pressure on the writers who are now holding the fates of all of these other people on their backs as well? Well, I can't see how. I mean, I can't see what that will. I mean, that's not going to make them accept an offer they don't want from the producers. And the latest offer the producers gave them isn't giving the writers anything. I mean, right now the writers get about twenty grand per rerun episode on network television. And what the producers want to do is they want to give them about 250 bucks as a one-time yearly fee right. for a one-hour program to be aired as many times as they wanted to on the Internet. And the, and the writers are really afraid that reruns are going to wind up on the Internet, and you know that's sure. going to be the new, uh, the new system of delivery for reruns, and they don't want to get themselves screwed like they did with the home video thing nine years ago. It's funny also that the studios are just insisting that there's no money to be made in the Internet when every news story you watch online about the writer's report has a 30-second pre-roll for Home Depot before it. Oh, yeah. You, know? you download any episode of anything, and there's a commercial there. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and even just the news. I mean, I literally, I went to uh, whatever it was like, you know, KTLA or whatever, some 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 news station in California was watching their coverage online, and it was like, you know, coverage of the writer's strike. But first, this word from Office Depot. Exactly. And so the writers really are. They do have a huge point here, and it's just, it it really is a fascinating case study because it is like an irresistible object, immovable force thing kind of going on. Well, in, in a couple of years, the... The actors and directors are going to be going on strike. Uh, well, at least the contract is up. Right. So whatever happens here with the studios is going to make a big difference as to how it's going to be handled when the actors and directors start to, to do their negotiation or threats, whatever they're going to do. So there's a lot riding on this. I mean, I know it sounds kind of silly and, and, and everything because, you know, what are they? It's, it, they're writing for Christ's sake. It's not like they're changing the world with anything. 
But it really matters a lot because there are so many people involved. I mean, like you say, there's four writers on the on the Carson Daly show, and then you got 75 crew members. Well, so, and, and this is not just for these guys. This is for all the writers who get hired next year and the yeah, year after that. Who right. are going to you know be screwed? And look, let's be honest: the influence of the internet is only going to be bigger. There's only going to be more stuff online, not less. Uh, the, it is important, and I do sympathize with the writers. It's important to set the precedent now, so the guys coming up don't get screwed. And the problem is, too, there's no real muscle. You know, there's no Jimmy Hoffa type to really, you know, uh, put the pressure on anybody to, to make any kind of move. I mean, everybody's a little wishy-washy or, you know, they all talk big, but nobody pushes any buttons. Nobody's, you know, Sylvester Stallone and Fist, you know what I mean? Yep. There's got to be that figure Excellent. in there that everybody's afraid of so that something happens. Good reference. Well, you know, i got to tell you, if only Joe Esterhaus were still around, my friend. Yeah. Joe Esterhaus were there, he'd put the smackdown on somebody. It, it, it's, just not, it's, it's just a wimpy negotiation. Well, the writers guild is, nuts. And the Writers Guild has never really been strong to begin with. I mean, it's traditionally been the, you know, the weak sister of all of the unions. And we've talked about that when it really is the strongest entity in the whole damn mix, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, they're the first link, the first link in all of this. Oh, all right. RileyLive.com. Don't forget to watch that later so you can be horrified. I promise, sir. All right. Thank you, my friend. Bye-bye. James Roop in Los Angeles. Okay, I got another one. Okay. Oh, I, no, I noticed there's a woman on the ladder. Okay. That one's left, gnarly. I just to, watched it. To her left is a glass case. And to her right is a glass case. All right. Hold on. We have to get at least one person uh, online to watch this with us right now. Okay. I, I should post it then. So then, um, yeah, so post that. Post right. Let me take these calls. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Dave Lee, former pianist at Nordstrom, is going to be joining us in the studio. I think we'll bring him in early, maybe at the bottom of the hour. Have him, he's going to be playing some uh, live bumper music for us and, uh, you know, doing it or whatever. I think he's going to do some Zeppelin stuff, so uh, we'll get him here in a few. Um, so Tim Riley is posting this new public service announcement at mm -hmm. RileyLive.com. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have somebody join us to watch that live. In the meantime, uh, hello, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Uh, hi there. Hello, Rick Emerson Show. Oh, wait, hold on. Is this... Uh... Yes, it is. I'm sorry. This is my fault for not having your uh, your new sounder ready. This is Dante the cabbie, who, in exchange for bringing us a copy of Angus, which I still need to give to you, Sarah. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Save. Let me just post your new sounder here. Hold on a second. Okay. All right. This is... <laughs> there we go, Dante. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. I have news for you. Yes. Breaking news. What's up? The Interstate 5 between Castle Rock and Chehalis, Washington, is now closed, courtesy of the rain. Is that north or southbound? Yes. yes so, it does, it does all, so they're both closed? Absolutely. Oh, man. So you cannot get to Chehalis, but more importantly, one cannot get to Seattle now. One cannot get out of, get out of Chehalis either. If you're stuck in Chehalis, you're basically there forever. So yeah. Sales yeah. of ladder and rope are going to be going up. Uh, two really quick questions for you. Yeah. Uh, Tim Riley, have you heard about the finding of the corpse of Anastasia Romanov? No. You should uh, should look that up. It's a uh, it's a corpse watch a long time in the coming. All right, we'll look and into it. Last, yeah. My final comment is that Stephen King should open a Chinese restaurant called the Long Walk. <laughs> okay, that really is funny. Thank you. Bye now. Oh, that's wonderful. That also, by the way, does deserve it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Oh, my God. Oh, are you kidding me? You know how, hold We're on a second. this in just a minute. Uh, you know how when you put a YouTube video up, it grabs a random frame to be the still? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. 
The the random frame. Okay, Jesus. Okay, uh, by the way, we need now someone to call us at 503-733-2970 who is in front of a computer right now. You need to be calling us at 503-733-2970. Uh, Richie, we'll just take the first person who is sitting at their computer who brings up RileyLive.com, and they will watch this video with us live on the air. Uh, yes, sir, how can I help you? Hey, Rick. Yeah. I am actually just popping up my Internet ex uh, my, uh, my internet browser right now. I have actually seen it uh, as soon as I heard the horrible screams emanating from my radio speakers. Which, I, which one are you talking about, the grease? Oh, yeah, I saw the oh. grease one. That was pretty horrible. Jeez. And I looked it up, and on YouTube, if you... Uh, if you just search WSIB, I guess, uh, there, there's some more. Like, there's one. Wait, hold on, hold, on, one, hold on. What were the call letters? WS is in Sam? Uh, yes, WSIB, okay. I believe. Wh Whiskey Sierra Inigo Bravo. Uh, All right. B right. as in right. Beehive. Yeah, okay. And uh, so I believe those are the letters, Jeez. and you should see a, a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I saw one where a guy is in a factory. That's on the site, too, and... And his forklift crashes, and a bunch of pipes fall down on him, and oh. he gets up, and he's got... And, you know, oh, I, I looked up I another Canadian service announcement. There's something wrong with Canada. The one with the pipes? Oh, yeah. yeah. They use that to get your Red Cross certification. Really? Yeah, because I've seen that one before, because right. I, I have uh, Red Cross certification. All right, thank you, sir. All right, bye now. All right, Jesus. Did you see the glass case uh, one yet? No, we're going to watch it. Sam, are you at your browser? Yes. All right, uh, Tim. Uh, Tim has posted... More classic Canadian comedy. What a way to mislabel it. Thanks. Tim has labeled this Canadian comedy. Uh, this is the topmost video that shows a woman on a ladder. Are you prepared to watch this video with us, Sam? Okay, I just don't see the, uh, the other one. Uh, hit refresh. I'll do that. Oh, yeah. That screen capture is unpleasant. We're waiting now. For this is gripping. It's still not coming through, so we might want to take the next one. All right. Thank you, my friend. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Are you seeing the woman on the ladder? <laughs> I'm seeing uh, more classic Canadian comedy. That's it. That's it. Okay. Now, um, you might want to hit play and then pause right away to make sure that it buffers. All right. So hit play and then and then pause. Okay. And then... Uh, okay, it's buffered. Okay. Is it completely and totally buffered? Yes. You're ready to watch. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to say three, two, one, and then we're going to, because I haven't seen it either, and then we're going to start at the same time. This is at RileyLive.com. All right, three, two, one, play. Oh! 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 Jesus Christ! <laughs> no accident. What the hell? Oh my God! Oh, no. Reached over like that. Uh, I'll never get on a ladder again. Oh! oh. oh. Two people doing a job like this? <laughs> there are really no accidents. Minute.ca. Who wants to see it so again? Long. Let's watch it one more time. All right, here we go. That's right. a pretty impressive mm -hmm. fall. Watch the fall. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, man. God. Can't believe you're making me watch this again. Oh, okay, I'm done. That's it. Right. I am Thank pulling you. the rope. Thank you, sir. Bye now. Years ago. Oh, it's the fall, really. This That's is, a bad fall. This is unlike the other one. The other one builds to the accident. This one starts bad, and then they just show you the aftermath. Oh, there really are no accidents. Preventit.ca. Wow. 
That's why they're powerful. I feel traumatized. I'm never climb a ladder again. I'm never climbing a ladder, and I'm never cooking anything ever, ever, ever again. Mm. It's all. Let's watch the fall one more time. All right, here we go. Oh my god. Okay, that's it. I'm finished. I am finished. I am never ever watching that again. I just watched one with a nail and somebody losing their eye. Oh really? Is it, is it great? Yeah, it's is like, it horrible? Well it's talking about like uh this vase is broken. We can repair a broken vase, you know, and your jeans are torn, you can fix your jeans. It's like then it shows a guy welding and there's a giant nail sticking on the board and somehow Bing Yep into the eye. Some things are not replaceable. Let's take a break, shall we? Oh wait, I'll play us into the break here. Come back after this with Dave Lee, who will give us some uh, piano stylings. Uh, do the Zeppelin giveaway. Oh, we also got the tickets to I Am Legend. Uh, we'll be doing that as well. Uh, more from Tim Riley and so forth. It's the Rick Emerson Show. You stay there. Don't go anywhere. Oh, I think he segues. This is the only... I don't. I haven't been able to go to my office yet. I'm going to have to skip ahead here. Hello, friend. Come on in. This is like this is doing a mental Bound to be a fight. For the love of God. Water and the brain. All right, here we go. Right along, four men strong together. We here belong and standing strong. Wrong ain't got a chance. Day but day. This is not three feet high or five feet high rising. It's completely mislabeled. It's trying to be all clever. Let me see here. Ah, here we go. Back after this. Flawless. No one noticed that. How high is the water, Mama? Three feet high and rise. How high is the water, Papa? She said it's three feet high and rise. Well, the hives are gone. I lost the bees. Chickens are sleeping in the willow trees. Cows and water up past her knees. Three feet high and rise. Emerson Radio Program. <laughs> it's from the Phantom of the Opera. Is it? Uh-huh. Oh, see, I don't know. This is the music of the night. What? 
Sorry. Sorry for not being more cultured. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now welcome to the Rick Emerson Show. Dave Lee. Hello, Dave Lee. Hello, Rick. How are Hi. you? I am fantastic. <laughs> you can adjust that microphone however you want there. Uh, uh, that's a really a dangerous thing to say to me. And if, uh, uh, just as it, by, just by a little uh, public service announcement, uh, Matt Green, if Matt Green, uh, our engineer extraordinaire, if you are listening, uh, if you could uh, come into the studio for a second. we At the beginning there, the direct line out. From uh, the keyboard, uh, by the way, we want to thank Apple uh, Music Row uh, for uh, via Alan Gabrowski for hooking us up with his keyboard for the day. Um, the direct line out, uh, Matt, if you're listening, is uh, a little cra- it's overdriven, so we switched to just miking the external microphone there about uh, 10 seconds in. So, uh, Hello, Dave. Uh, you were on the front page of the Oregonian, what, last week? Yeah. Last Tuesday, Monday, something like that? Wednesday or Tuesday or something like that. So you were, until recently, uh, the pianist at uh, which with the, uh, Washington Square in Nordstrom. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, how long have you been doing that? Well, I did that for about almost 16 years. I left there a couple of years ago. Okay. And so this is, and they just recently made the decision to just to just to can it everywhere, kind of. Yeah, we heard that about uh, two weeks ago or something like that. I mean, it kind of came through the grapevine to the to the musician community before the uh, corporate people decided to, to, to let us know. Because I guess they did some, in my opinion, clearly unreliable survey indicating that nobody really wants live music. They want a whole lot of, uh, they want the music or the whatever. Yeah, that's a bunch of political doublespeak, and we all know it. <laughs> Excellent. Well done. I like your, I like the cut of your jib, sir. Um, and so before we go any further, what is it? You have a website for people? I do. It's uh, called DaveLeeMusic.com. And that's L-E-E? D-A-V-E-L-E-E-M-U-S-I-C, lowercase, one word. All right. DaveLeeMusic.com. Uh, hey, Dave Lee, did you see the Grease promo from Canada? I just, yeah. Uh, Richie just showed me that a moment ago. And yes. it was, uh, yeah, I'd like to have that for my own personal archives, I think. Just, it really is a scream like nobody's business. Some good late night viewing, you know. Uh, so Rick, I honestly do feel like I found a better one. Really? Okay, mm-hmm. I'll come over there in a second. So you're going to be playing us into and out of break. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you might be giving us a hand with the Zeppelin contest as well. Yeah, I can, told I me can that. do that. So, yeah. All right, fantastic. Uh, so that was what song you brought us back with? Uh, that was a little bit of music of the night from Phantom of the Opera. Oh, when you, the, the, which, uh, when you were... Sarah recognized that. We'll give her credit for good uh, <laughs> taste today. Now, when you were doing the uh, like the Nordstrom gig, now is it? Uh, do you? Pick your own songs to do that. Like if, a, if somebody is playing did, piano there, or? did they tell me what to play? Yeah, no. Or uh, did they? So they not, allowed you not actual titles, but they they gave me some guidelines occasionally. No Jerry Lee Lewis. No, that was all right. Excellent. We had a guy who said we had a, a listener called in. I think he was actually talking about uh, Lloyd Center, but he was the guy who was playing piano there. Actually. He had gone up and requested a song at some point, and I forget what it was, some, you know, some piece of music. And the guy actually remembered his face, and then every time he would go shopping there, he would walk by the guy, and the guy would throw in a couple bars of whatever. Yeah, I did that all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. What did, what so did he the, was probably that guy. You might have been that guy. So what was the most requested, what, like, what was the stuff that people would always come up and ask you to play? Oh, jeez. I mean, it was all over the place. Can you play Imagine? Oh, the funniest request was was can you play Imagine by Jay Leno? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. That, would, uh, yeah. that would just be the one who goes Imagine that there's no heaven. Imagine uh, there's no heaven. All right, let me uh, <laughs> let me walk over here. I'm yes, gonna, you must be seeing I'm gonna, this. I'm going to step behind here, David. Sarah has got a PSA which she believes is worse than the grease spill. Okay, are you ready? All right. Um, yeah. Do you have do you have um um. 
I was just going to ask if you had some sort of um, doom-laden intro music. All right, here we go. The guy welding. I'm working overtime because I want to take my family on a nice vacation. The man welding. Soon they get a call telling them I was killed in an accident. Jesus. But hey, I'm wearing a busted harness here. And the company should have checked those tanks. Oh, God! Oh my God! In heaven! <laughs> I, I just posted that one too. Are you kidding me? No. Okay, play it again. I, I just posted that one too. If you okay. want to look at it, all right. At Riley Live. And I do. I'm working overtime because I want to take my family on a nice vacation. Soon they get a call telling them I was killed in an accident. But hey, I'm wearing a busted harness here. And the company should have checked those tanks. Oh! Ah! A fantastic! <laughs> yes, I have I told you. Jesus. Oh, Lord. Don't bring him into this. Oh, my God <laughs> almighty. That really is awful. Yeah. By, you, by the way, is God and Jesus responsible for those accidents? <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, okay. Just wanted yeah. to clear that up. <laughs> oh, jeez. Man. Oh. I don't know if oh. I could do any music that would really fit with that. I mean, that's oh. just too... That's beyond my... Uh, oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, man. That I ha- one, like, really catches you off guard. Although I almost had a... My worst driving experience was, was hitting black ice at 7 o'clock in the morning on a two-lane road, and there was a river on my left and a loaded log truck on my right. Oh, oh, good. And I survived. Oh, ah, oh all right. Obviously, okay. I'm here. Listen to this from uh, Vernonia. I'm, I'm on the, uh, the K2 blog here from Vernonia. Sewer drains are bubbling up as roads close, trapping the city. Oh, <laughs> okay, so clearly this is uh, clearly this is the beginning of something. Clearly, we are all about to die from from something here. This is this is really like chapter three of the stand or something, mm-hmm. which is the entire world is beginning to come apart at the seams. Oh, okay. Uh, well, let's take a couple of calls, and then I don't even know what we're doing here, and then we'll do the. Uh, I don't know. We might do the uh, the Zeppelin contest here. Uh, we're here with Dave Lee, who I think was just. Were you just offended by my uh, by my uh, uh, constant and unremitting blasphemy? No, no, I'm right. I'm encouraged by that. All right, I was gonna say. Uh, uh, we can go into that if you'd like. No, no. Oh God, please no. Not, not, oh God, no. That's not. And this just, is all because Nordstrom gave the piano. Part. I was just gonna say this. All you're in a whole room full of lapsed. Uh, every every time I hear Tim's voice, and I've been thinking this for years, and I've never told anybody, but he, it's like Rod Serling. Oh no, that's uh, really yeah. yeah. sort of a now because you're from Nashua, are you not, Tim? Is that, yes. Is that a, is that, a, is that am I just a totally off base there, or is that... well, people have said it before? Yeah. Okay, I see. I thought I was, uh, I'm not alone. Now, now listen okay. to this All one. Right. Here's here's another one. Uh, let's see. Hey, just yesterday I found this PSA from the UK that's terrible. It's not, uh, let's see, it doesn't feature a woman's skin liquefying, but it is still depressing. Do I want to watch it? Yes. Okay. You know you do. All right. In the meantime, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Hello. Hi, Rick. How are you? What's up? Uh, I just, uh, my company is going through this uh, safety video training and uh, that we just found out about that was supposed to be done all year long. Uh-huh. We've been watching these videos, like, for the last week to get them done by December. Right. 
And uh, I just played that that video of that girl getting burned. Uh, my coworkers did not find that amusing. The, the laughter is what really sells it in this call. <laughs> Jesus. Like, hey, we got a new one here. Check this out. So everybody's just sort of watching. Da, da, da. Yeah, they, they, it didn't go nearly as well as I thought. Uh, I'm watching one now. A guy has sent me one called Shocking Drunk Driving PSA. <laughs> so you're not, you can't laugh at that. It's, you can't laugh at that. You need to go look at the one that Tim just posted. Yeah, uh, which one did he post? The welding one? Yeah. Yeah. Sir, are you at your computer now? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm sorry. All I, right. I'll, I'll be back there shortly. What uh, is, it, is it on uh, RileyLive.com, Riley sir. Fantastic. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye now. Uh, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. It's John. Hi. Hey, uh, I, feel I was traumatized. Just <laughs> I'm sorry to break up the mood, man, but no, I was just okay. gonna let Sarah know that uh, I actually have a switch for her car if she uh, needs one. Oh, that's... oh, really? The act, the actual part that she's talking about? Yeah, it's it's the uh, '91 Taurus, right? Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put you on hold. Richie's gonna okay. give. Uh, I don't wish to uh, give the impression, and we're not. I understand we're not doing this. The impression that we are soliciting for material gifts of any kind on the air. Uh, so I'm gonna put no, you yeah. on hold. And Richie will take down for your information, okay? All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, Richie, if you can get that guy's info. Yeah, I don't. This is like when that guy called and was like, I'll buy your couch. I just, uh, we'll yeah. do that stuff off the air. I do not wish it to appear that we're doing trading. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm. Look, I'd be happy to drop off the pizza if you mention where I work. Uh, good. I'll trade this keyboard here for a Steinway yeah. for anybody. Yeah, please. Uh, please. I'm sure that Apple Music Row will be really happy about that. Look, be. we traded your keyboard for a sandwich. I love Kelly <clears> down there at Apple Music. He's, he's, a, good, he's a good dude. We've got uh, Dave Lee here. Uh, so I'll tell you what we'll do. Um, instead of maybe a Zeppelin song, how about uh, we will take Caller 5 here uh, for the Zeppelin contest, and we'll have you play... Um, Should we play something and see if they can guess it? A recognizable pop or rock classic or standard. Uh, in whatever arrangement you'd like, and then we'll see if they can spot it. Okay. Uh, so I'll tell you what, Richie, will take caller number five at 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Uh, you'll have a shot at the Zeppelin six-disc prize pack uh, featuring the song remains the same on DVD and CD with 40 minutes of new footage from Warner Home Video and the two-disc Mothership collection. Uh, we'll take caller five. Is this on? It is. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if Matt's... I don't know if Matt did anything or not. Let's try it on the board again. Okay. We're going to bring it up on the board and see if it sounds any better. Is that on the board? Yeah. Is the mic off? Oh, look, looks like it's been fixed. Okay, cool. All right. It's 503-733-2970. Um, so, by the way, if you go to RileyLive.com, you can see this new horrific welding promo that's just oh. terrifying. Uh, should I watch the shocking drunk driving PSA? Yes. Okay, here's, let me just, you want to hear the, here's what it says, here's the description. A car loses control, and what happens next will leave you stunned. <laughs> Dude, I want to have you on staff. All right, um, we wanted a new uh, coin orchestra, remember back in the old days? That is true. They had the coin orchestra. Here. Oh, speaking of which, yes. sir, uh, I'm going to be talking to you as the month goes on. We're going to need your services for something, I think. Uh, a lot of people have yes. watched it. Yes. All right. Uh, okay, I'm going to watch this shocking drunk driving PSA. <clears throat> Who wants to watch it with me? Me. I will. All right, Sarah. Everybody's coming over. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, from the U.K., I give you a shocking drunk driving PSA. Can I tell you about my life? I apologize for the glitchy audio here.
Soccer kids. Sarah's so... So it's children playing in a backyard. All some lads drinking at a pub. Yeah, this audio is sketchy, but what can you do? Oh. Uh, oh. Oh, I didn't see that coming either. I'm really inspired to continue now. <laughs> Frank Darabont presents Don't Drink and Drive. Well, that was a bit too much. I think these have gone too far. <laughs> I think we've okay, kind of laugh from Dave. <sighs> we've peaked with that. I think we peaked with the welding thing, actually. The welding one is fantastic. Uh, all right. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Are you ready to take your shot at a Zeppelin gift pack? Are we done with the red asphalt portion of the show? Uh, with the pavement ran red. <laughs> all right, sir. Uh, yes. Dave Lee is going to play a pop or rock standard. We don't know what it is, by the way. He's going to play something. Uh, if you can correctly identify it, uh, you will win a Zeppelin six-disc pack, the Mothership uh, uh, collection, and I believe the song remains the same on DVD and CD. Are ye ready, sir? Sure. All right. Uh, so we're going to play this down the phone. He'll play 15, 20 seconds or something, and then we'll give you a few seconds to think it over. Are you ready, my friend? Yes. All right. Dave Lee, go. Sir, you'll now have ten seconds to ponder that song. I know it. Pondering. Pondering. All right. Station, I Whoa, watch hello. All, the time. all right. Hello, dude, uh, on the phone. Uh, what is that song? Hello? Yes. I'm sorry, I'm getting audio coming in. No, I'm sorry, that's me. That. I don't know why that's that right. just started playing. That's all right, all right sir, uh, what, what is that song? Brandy. Brandy? Brandy, you're a fine girl. There you go. All right, congratulations, sir. You have won the Zeppelin wow. 6 disc pack uh, from AM 970. Extra credit would be who is the group that recorded it. Looking less. Thanks for thanks for screwing that up. <laughs> no, I have to give a prize. A smart kid in the class who blows that. Uh, now I am All getting right. now I am getting the Steinway right. All right, sir. Okay. I'm going to put you on hold. Uh, Richie will get your information. Congratulations, sir. You won the uh, song remains the same on DVD and CD from Warner Home Video, uh, as well as the two disc uh, Mothership uh, uh, collection. All right, um, Tim Riley. Yes. Well, I don't even know what we're doing now. Um, well, I, can, I can tell you that the storm ha has uh, affected areas where rich people live. Uh-oh. Uh, the West Hills, tough. Northwest Beck Road is closed between Skyline mm. and Johnson due to down power lines and down trees. It's all going badly. Mm. All right. This is really where the seventh seal has been uh, has been broken. Uh, let's see here. Um, just people are sending me nothing. The PSAs. Did you see that there's glass in that lady's eye? Really? And the one where she falls... You know, I'm looking at that one where she falls off the ladder. I wonder how they did that. I was actually wondering that, too, because it looks like a real person. It could, it could have been a stunt person. Tim, can we... Yeah, but I mean, there doesn't appear to be any padding. I don't see a mattress or anything. No. Let's watch it again. Do you have it up there? Or should right. I go to your... Uh, should I, I find it? it again here? All right, hold on. Let's let me go here. here. Hold on. RileyLive.com. Let's see. This guy says... I love how he puts, in the ladder falling video, there's glass. 
in their eyes. All right, hold on. Wait, whose computer? Oh, all right. Hold on, can you back it up and start it again? All right, just back it up at the beginning. I really do want to see how she does this. Okay. It's actually her. Okay, but I don't think there's an edit. Let's look for an edit. That is her. I mean, how is that possible? That is her. Now, there's an edit here. Yeah, I mean, and then she comes up and... Wait, oh, glass in the eye. Wait, I don't, I don't know if it's there. Hold on, let me look. Accident? There are no accidents. No accidents. Home. I have no home. I don't see any glass in her eye. I replaced that lie years ago. I knew I shouldn't have reached over like that. At least do I make a response. No. No, there's no glass on that eye. But I want to know how she did the fall, though. I mean, that seems extraordinarily dangerous, even as a stunt. Because she's, you know, that's like neck-snapping time there. You do that wrong. Mm -hmm. Can we watch the welding one more time? Sure. <laughs> the welding one is my favorite. The only one the guy in it looks like Michael from Lost. Whoop! I'm working overtime because I want to take my family on a nice vacation. Soon they get a call telling them I was killed in an accident. But hey, I'm wearing a busted harness here. <laughs> and the company should have checked those tanks. To <laughs> oh, 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 Obviously. You think? <laughs> I like that guy to point it out. Something bad happened. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, this is to get everybody's mind off the store. All right. Who wants to take a break? I do. Jesus. All right. Uh, Dave, you want to play us in the break? Dave Lee is here. DaveLeeMusic.com. It's his website. One of uh, many former Nordstrom pianists. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back after this. More of Tim Riley in the next hour. Uh, we'll give away a pair of I Am Legend tickets. Uh, let's see here. It's the worst song you've ever heard. And, uh, well, some other stuff. You say there's the Rick Emerson radio program. Don't go anywhere. We're back after this. Thoughts on the passing of Norman Mailer. I'm sorry, I need a third one. What else would Fresh Air be talking about? Blah, 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 blah. Blackwater. Exactly, totally, yeah. The oncoming, uh, the ongoing Blackwater cover-up. And we'll also talk to whoever that woman is from the Cheerful Table or whatever that's with thing, that show is where they talk about salt for an hour. Splendid, the Splendid Table. table. <laughs> uh, Tim Riley will rejoin us here in a moment. Uh, James, hi. Let's uh, talk, we'll talk to James here. Oh, I'm sorry, Tim. I apologize. Oh, the studio is very crowded today. We're going we're gonna to make Tim, uh, James watch one of the videos. All right. Which one should it be? Let's not identify them by name. The first. The woman one, or the man? The woman or the man, Tim? Man. The man? The, 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 uh, the one where he's got the, the family to take care of? Okay. Yes. Uh, all right. So, do you want to watch it over there? Uh, yeah, come over here, James. Okay. So, go over there. These are uh, safe for work. These are pump. <laughs> that. They're recommended for. Work. Can you do more suspenseful music? Wait, hold on. <laughs> 
Dave Lee in studio, by the way, doing some live music for us. DaveLeeMusic.com. All right. James, what you're about to see is a real public service announcement. Here we go. <laughs> I'm working overtime because I want to take my family on a nice vacation. Soon they get a call telling them I was killed in an accident. But hey, huh. I'm wearing a bus. Stop it. Hold on, hold on. Here. Look away. Look away. Look away. Look away. He's not able to hear it. I know that's exactly what I was just thinking. Um, I have to put it in Q8. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. No, no. We have to start this from the beginning. James has to be able to hear the sound. Where my headphones? Um, you can just wear it. All right. All right. You ready? Here we go. I'm working overtime because I want to take my family on a nice vacation. Yeah. Soon they get a call telling them I was killed in an accident. Too bad about that. But hey, I'm wearing a busted harness here. And the company should have checked those tanks. Whoa! That's on TV? Yeah. The Canadians aren't, they're not right. I think we should show them. Do you want to see, let's see the one that started it all, though. I'm sorry, and let me just take for a minute. Oh, wait, this... Let me step down for a minute. I know that we're watching video on a radio program, but if you go to RileyLive.com, you can watch all of these. And then, like the one with the two girls in the cup, you will show it to everyone you know. Uh, we're going to show you the one that started it all, James. This is uh, the public service announcement number one. This is from Canada. This is a real ad that airs on television. Let's roll it. I'm the sous chef here. If any luck, I should be head chef by next year. I've got this amazing fiancé who I won't be marrying this weekend because I'm about to be in a terrible accident. But really, I should have cleaned up the grease over there. And they should never put the deep fryer so close. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Do you feel like someone... These are public announcements. Public service I announcements. Lacey Turner should be airing these. When Lacey gets back from Costa Rica, yeah, I am totally getting some audio versions of these put into rotation. Fantastic. All right. These are fantastic. They really are. You bet. All right. Well, I don't want to do any of those jobs now. No, it's true. Not uh, one. I was going to become a sous chef, but now, you know, when Fatboy gets in, he's going to watch them, too. All right. Oh, Excellent. God, you thank you, James. With Fat Boy, don't you? Uh, it's what I do. There you go. James, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, my friend. All right. 503-733-2970. Um, uh, shall we go to the Ministry of Truth? Just one quick thing. Uh, do we want to, uh, Dave, can you do like a news storm, dramatic, whatever uh, music for Tim, ladies and gentlemen, at the Ministry of Truth? Tim Riley. So, here's what the problem is now. The city fathers and mothers say, do not drive around the barricades on the street with flooded water. Once again, do not drive around the barricades. People are doing it, and they're getting stuck there. Uh, then uh, up to our north in Washington, Lewis County is urging its residents to evacuate uh, due to high flooding there. So that's uh, in Chehalis. We know where that is. So they're closing the road there. And other than that, let's see, Vernonia. It says propane tanks can be seen floating down the river and oh, other debris. That seems like an accident waiting to happen. Sewer drains are bubbling up as roads close, <laughs> trapping everyone in town. <laughs> We're trapped by propane tanks and raw sewage. That's uh, Vernonia. Then uh, Scampus has some severe flooding. Does it say anything about locusts? Not okay. yet. Boils? I'm going I'm to be doing a gig in Scampus tomorrow. No, I don't think you will. No, no, no. Dave no. Lee, that's not going to be happening. I can just hop on a, a propane tank and float into town. Float your ass down there. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. All right. So uh, that's it for now. Uh, there's some other things going on here. 
Uh, two men are saying that somebody set them on fire. This happened in Eugene. Uh, this happened outside a former Carol's restaurant. They thought the building's roof was on fire. As it turned out, there were two people on fire. Uh, the men were camping in a vacant building and heard voices before they were doused with the substance and set on fire. The public help is needed in finding who did this. So uh, that's that. For now. I used to hang outside of restaurants, and then one day, oh, my God, I'm burning! All right. I'm sorry, is that too soon? That's uh, way too soon. How about this one? Rick, the Canadians are seriously messed up. Have you watched the rest? Have you seen the one with the charred corpse in the coffin? We haven't got that far yet. I saw that one. Is it good? Well, let me That's watch only it. for the most advanced viewers. <laughs> That's an AP level. Yeah. That's a 400 level commercial. Yeah, well, hold on. Let me, well, I was distracted um... the whole time because the corpse looks like the guy from uh, the the gay friend from Reality Bites. Really? That actor. He looks oh, exactly Steve like. Oh, Zahn. Him. Not Steve. No. That's the Reality yeah, Bites right. guy. No, I'm thinking of a different actor. Well, I don't know where the charred coffin went. I have it right here. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Where is that charred coffin? <laughs> we have to find where it. Where is the charred coffin when I most need it? Uh, I'm going to duck behind you, Tim. All right, please do. Uh, Today is, uh, the schedule today is becoming a little erratic, but what can you do? All right, go ahead. Charlie. James was with our company for 10 years before this tragic accident. Oh. Whoa, whoa, accident? What are you talking about? Your company never fully trained me to deal with high-voltage wires. That's a charred bomb getting out of his coffin. It's obvious someone wanted to get home in a hurry. Only in Canada. What was I thinking? Dead lab! Not wearing all my safety equipment. Oh, cut off his head! Put a spike through his brain before he eats your flesh. Jesus. All right. Uh, that reminds me, by the way. That ad does remind me. Here's a great geek moment that happened this weekend. This happened at 8.06 p.m. on Saturday. Before we went to see The Mist, Laura and I stopped off at a uh, Aaron's sister-in-law. Having a housewarming party, so we stopped up a whole bunch of geeks, you know, Aaron and you know the whole the whole geek crew. Um, and this at one point was said aloud in the living room, and I wrote it down. And this is what makes this group of people both great and terrible. This was said. Does anybody know the German word for undead? There you go. Somebody just said that on Saturday. I really don't know the German word for undead, and I don't know the context in which that was said. Okay, let's take some phone calls. Then um, I hesitate to do this. Here's what we've got. Uh, here's what we got. We gotta give these I Am Legend tickets away. Uh, I have. Uh, it's the worst song you've ever heard, which I'm tempted to do just because it will offend the musical sensibilities of Dave Lee, our in-studio guest today. <laughs> also, we do have what purports to be either a prequel or a follow-up to that horrible video from some weeks back that cannot be named or discussed. I think you've actually named it today. I've named it, the Two Girls, One Cup video. Yeah. We will not describe the contents of that video. <sighs> uh, I do have a video that claims to be a follow-up, which I have not watched, but we'll make Richie watch it. Uh, it, it just to, you know, And it seems appropriate to do that today because we've been doing all of these horrible, like, oh, God, I'm covered in glass and spiders videos. Uh, so let's do these calls, and uh, then we'll do that video and so forth. Hi, you're on the, and then we'll have uh, Tim Riley at the bottom of the hour from the Ministry of Truth. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick, I just started reading World War Z. Excellent. Well done. Are you enjoying it, sir? Oh, it's fantastic. Excellent. But I, I'm in a band, and we're looking for a name, and I want to publicly call dibs on the Quislings. The Quislings. Uh, okay, Quislings uh, in World War Z are humans who, through some manner of psychosis, have a breakdown and begin believing they are zombies and act like zombies. Yes. Yeah, but the zombies can tell them apart, and they go right after them. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. It's humans who snap 
And in some weird way of self-preservation, they begin to act like the zombies. Kind of like the guy in the mist. Exactly. Like totally. Yeah, yeah. Super religious and stuff. Totally. And he, uh, yeah. So humans who snap and begin acting like zombies themselves, but of course that is no protection. So the Quizlink, that's a great idea, sir. Well done. I called dibs on this uh, third day of uh, December 2007. Duly noted by all of us. Thank you, sir. So say we all. Thank you. Uh, Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello. What's up? Hey, I know the German word for undead. Of course you do. What is it? It's the Untot. The the Unt. Please dispel. Uh, it's basically U N T O T. U N T O T. Untot. Yes. Okay, got it. Thank so you. Which is literally translates to undead. All right, duly noted, and I will pass it along. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Now, do you know the difference between fur and hair? No. Okay. See, that's the thing I can never figure out. Uh, the Are we going to have another hair conversation? No, no, no. I, yes, just for Aaron. No, but sometimes people will hair say, things. this dog doesn't have hair, he has fur. And I don't know what the difference is. And I don't really think there is a difference. I think the difference between fur and hair is one of those fabricated things. People just sort of say that there's a difference, and there really isn't. All right. It's like asking somebody what taurine is. Now with 3,000 milligrams of taurine. Well, taurine's, taurine's a made-up thing. There is no taurine. Taurine's a fabricated substance. It doesn't exist. All right. Uh, it's uh, 503-733-733. Uh, 2970, 503-733-2970. Uh, Richie Bristol, if you can please, uh, do we have a thing to summon Richie in with? Did we, ch- did we add? No, we, it's that same thing. We have the sounder. Who yeah. was suggesting earlier that we had a different, that we have a sounder? Okay. For, oh, there we go. Richie Bristol, please enter the studio now. All right. Uh, I do believe, and we'll have him. Uh, we'll have. I wanted him to hear the Oh Richie song though. Oh, well, okay, we'll just. Start. Oh Richie. It's called Sex Panther. Oh Richie. By Odeon. Hello, Richie Bristol. How are you? Good. How are you doing? All right. Uh, so here we have an email. It says um, Rick, I was at work and a coworker brought up that video you guys played on the air some time back. That video which can never be described. He says there was a different but similar one. I watched it, and I didn't think anything could top the original, but this one might. I think it might, in fact, be the new litmus test for ability to withstand horrible imagery. Pleased to be making someone watch. Richie, today's your lucky day. You are that someone. So I have not watched this video, and I will actually turn the sound off as well, uh, because uh, I have not seen it. So, uh, Do you know anything? Uh, I don't know anything about it. Okay. No, no, no. No, he sent me the link, and I was like, F that. I'm not clicking on that. So hold on. We'll see if it comes up. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, Richie? Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, you will now please to be watching this video. Dave, you don't have to watch. You can avert your eyes if you want. Do we, can we have more? I su- think Dave could do it. Do we have a little bit more suspenseful music? Sure. Just to give us a little... Uh, Richie Bristol, are you ready? I guess. Okay, here we uh, here we go. This is Richie Bristol watching the new video that cannot be named. Today does seem like the appropriate day to do it. That's cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is that? I'm not watching it. <laughs> what is that? That doesn't sound good. Are you looking, Rick? No. Richie's squinting something <laughs> fierce. Well, it's not like the other one, but it's gross. <laughs> is it safe for work? Well, no, oh. of course not. Oh, is it bad? It's getting worse. <laughs> oh. I. <laughs> I haven't watched it. I don't know anything about it. 
They're kind of hot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what is that? I haven't watched it. I don't know. You don't want to watch this. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Oh. I haven't watched it. Is it it over? Is it over? No, it's not over, but it's over for me. All right, you're done. Oh. Oh, Oh, for God's sake. You keep looking over there, Dave. Okay, I've closed it. I've closed it. It's done. Oh. Would you? Now, let me ask you this, Richard. (laughs) How close are you to vomiting? Uh... I'm getting stronger with this okay. show. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, having seen the last one, I do not know what transpired in this video. I looked away. I learned my lesson with the two girls, one cup thing. Um, oh, as bad as or worse than that. the other one? Uh, it was okay until that last part. And it was it worse than the other one? No. But it's still bad? Bad. Sarah was saying she wishes she could unsee it. Oh, she watched it? I watched what that... The last part. Yeah, that last part. Yeah, that was... It was unpleasant? Should we make someone watch it on the phone? Yeah. All right, fantastic. Uh, who are these people calling, and what are they calling about, do you suppose? Let's do this, and then we will do uh, It's the Worst Song You've Ever Heard, maybe into the break. Uh, and then on the other side, we'll do another uh, another uh, prize uh, another giveaway. We'll do I Am Legend, but don't call about that yet. Hi, uh, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, this is Terry from Portland. I've got a definition uh, fur for you. Okay, the difference between fur and hair is what? Yeah, well, a hair just has one diameter, and fur has uh, long, coarse uh, hairs of a certain diameter, and then underneath there's a, a shorter, much finer uh, diameter hair, uh, the, the undercoat. And that's what uh, separates hair from fur. Now, but one of them sheds and one of them doesn't, right? Well, you, no, not necessarily. You, you, you can have hair and, and definitely not shed, or you can have fur and you can either shed or not shed. There's a, a duality to fur. There's a singularity to hair. Okay. Duly noted. Excellent. Thank you for clarifying it, sir. Indeed. There you go. Thank you. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. How's it going? What's up? Um, so fur usually has two layers of hair, two, two layers to it. Um, fur has the, the under layer, which is like a soft, downy kind of fur. Yes. And then the over layer, which is a really thick, hardy kind of fur. Okay. And more, more often than not, fur will also, fur usually sheds because you have a winter coat for fur and a summer coat for fur. All right. Whereas, whereas hair, you don't have any coat at all. You just shed because your hair falls out because the follicle dies and you grow a new I one. mean this sincerely. I really am glad that somebody explained it because it's one of those things that always bugged me. Uh... You know, it drove me crazy until it. You know, looking into dog breeds that had hair versus fur, and they still shed, but they shed like a human. They don't shed like a dog. Excellent. Duly noted. See, I can check that off a list of things that, that keep me awake at night. See, so there you go. All right. Thank you, Autumn. Best show ever. There you go. Thank you. There you go. Uh, all right. Let's take uh, these other two calls, then we'll do It's the Worst Song Ever into the break. On the other side, we'll do uh, I Am Legend, and we'll make somebody watch this awful video. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello. Hey, this is Stan. Um, your, your definition of fur and hair, the guy is full of crap. Oh, uh, See, <laughs> now it'll never end. Go ahead. Uh, fur, fur stops growing, and hair does not stop growing. So, hair, well, okay. That's, that's the only difference. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I realize now that I'm satisfied with the first explanation, even if it's wrong. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Yeah, I was going to say what he said. Basically, fur is like feathers. Uh-huh. Feathers don't keep growing longer and longer. All right. So, okay. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye now. All right. Uh, okay. So, should we do It's the Worst Song You Ever Heard here or should we break? Let's do it here. Okay. So, this is, this is It's the Worst Song You've Ever Heard in two parts. Uh, let's see here. All right. So, 
I'm going to play something that's kind of bad but not terrible first. Now, you all know I am a huge Beach Boys fan, huge Brian Wilson fan. Brian Wilson, one of the great... Is that my computer? I think it was mine. Uh, uh, Brian Wilson, one of the great talents of uh, in music, one of the great talents of the 20th century, and not just like the pet sound stuff. I mean, Brian Wilson, you know, everything from God Only Knows to his surfing songs to his solo stuff, an immensely talented man, uh, has given us some of the great compositions of the 20th century. Did you turn your sound back on? Uh, yeah. Uh, what I'm going to play is not one of those. Uh, I'm just going gonna, gonna to let you wade into it. Uh, I have Brian Wilson's unreleased second solo album. He did a solo album in, I think, 88, um, just called Brian Wilson. Not great, not terrible, just sounded there. He has this, so, uh, this second solo album, which was to be called Sweet Insanity, uh, which they never released for reasons that will really become obvious. I'm going to play something that's just moderately bad here, and then we'll get to the real horror. This is called The Spirit of Rock and Roll. And I'm gonna. I'm playing this. Uh, this is really for Sarah. And this is an unreleased. Um, this is an unreleased solo album. So the so the quality, the sound quality is not that great. It's like a bad MP3 because it's a bootleg. This is called the Spirit of Rock and Roll. Who's that, Sarah? Dillon? Oh no. Like, this Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. It's not a bad song, but. I love Bob Dylan's voice. It's not a bad song. Very 80s, but you know. Anyway, so there's Bob Dylan. Okay, here's here's the bad part. The bad part is that Brian at the time was enthralled to a psychiatrist named Dr. Eugene Landy, who, according to uh, the assessment of many, if not most, it was a Svengali-like figure who just completely molded Brian's mind and told him everything, made him decided everything for him. Eugene Landy somehow got into his head that Brian Wilson needed to get on that. No. That hot new musical trend. I knew Taking it. place in the 80s. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the lowest moment of Brian Wilson's career. This is called Smart Girls on the, let's see here, let's see if I can get this to play. Um, uh, oh, is my computer, I think my computer is rebelling and not wanting to play it. <gasps> the machines are turning against us. You said that was going to be the second step. Oh, man, now I've done this big build-up and it doesn't want to play. <laughs> Thank you. Can you do some interlude music? Well, now, uh, this is, it's made a liar out of me. After all this buildup, I'm going to have to go get this. I know, I'm so I'm going to have to get the CD. The CD's upstairs in my office. I'll have to bring the CD downstairs. After all this buildup, it won't play it. Okay, we come back, I'll play you this terrible Brian Wilson rap song. Uh, we'll have Tim Riley, and we'll do the I Am Legend giveaway. Uh, Dave Lee, you want to play us in a break? Sure. All right, Dave Lee, ladies and gentlemen, back after this on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. <laughs>
Arizona Storm? Oh, yeah, okay. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. On the keys, ladies and gentlemen. Dave Lee, former Nordstrom pianist. How many, I think you probably answer, answered this question I asked you initially. How many guys in, uh, is this like everywhere or is it just in Portland that they fired uh, their pianists? No, that's, uh, it's nationwide. There, so, there, that, there's about 157 stores or whatever I read this morning. And some of them, they have varying degrees of piano music. But the real cuts happened, uh, well, I left two years ago. But two years mm-hmm. before that, they pretty much sliced it in half. I walked in one day, and I had a staff of piano players, and right. I walked in, and they were gone. And they just, I think they, they claimed that it was, well, we've surveyed our customers, and they said that they prefer recorded zither music. Or, That's a bunch of... It's well, a load. It's a load. In the, in the professional opinion of Dave Lee, that is a load. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, and, you no know, fun. of course, I hate to, you know, to point out the obvious, but right before the holidays, too. Yeah, I mean, that is like your soul is an appalling dung heap. That really is, uh, you know... Yeah, they, they didn't handle this very well. Uh, and so, do you know if there's uh, a, a, a place people can, like a website or some? In other words, if people like maybe want to hire one of the now employed Nordstrom pianists for a party or whatever, is there like a a place they can go to find them? Is there some unified website or? Unfortunately, Nordstrom never did that for us. Although they they certainly um, you know let us uh, get gigs. You know, people right. would walk up to you. I mean, I did an audition one time over a cell phone to get a wedding. Right. This lady walks up and she says, "Oh, my daughter's getting married, and uh, let me let me call her right now in New York." And so I did a, an audition over the phone, uh, and got the gig. By the way, uh, well, maybe there's uh, maybe if people want to, I don't know, maybe on Craigslist or if if, if those guys, uh, I would suggest that the guys. This is my well, opinion. They, they, the guys who were pianists, maybe they ought to get together and put up. You just buy a cheap domain name and put it up because I know they're really. They have the they have the public attention right now. Yeah, yeah, we get can. some get some gigs over the uh, holiday season. Well, they could email me. I mean, I'd be happy to do the gigs. You know, so there you go. Or they could just email you directly and give That's all the money to all the to money new to friend me. of That's, the Rick Emerson Show, Dave Lee. I kind of like that. Yeah, it's uh, DaveLeeMusic.com. <laughs> uh, Let me play this horrible Brian Wilson song. Then we'll go to the Ministry of Truth with Tim Riley. Uh, then we'll do these calls. Then we'll do the uh, the other giveaway. Here's what we got today. Um, we are giving away uh, a pair of motorci- uh, Portland Motorcycle Show tickets, uh, as well as passes to I Am Legend. Portland Motorcycle Show has national and international manufacturers and dealers unveiling 2008 lines of motorcycles, hundreds of motorcycles, motocross bikes, quad scooters. Uh, it's at the Portland Expo Center December 8th uh, and uh, 9th. Uh, and then, again, also a pair of passes to Will Smith's new movie, I Am Legend, based on the legendary, you'll forgive the pun, Richard Matheson novel of the same name. That opens on the well, the, the premiere is Monday, anyway. Uh, we'll do that here in a few. We'll take these calls uh, after we do this. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the worst song Brian Wilson has ever been associated with. <laughs> this is Brian Wilson. My name is Brian and I'm the man. I write hit songs with the wave of my hand. Yes, he has to defile all the original Beach Boys songs as well. Oh, five things playing at once? Yeah, that's what I thought. Intelligent chicks are dynamite. Intelligent chicks are dynamite. 
So Lord. it's just as well that that was uh, not released. Cross, <laughs> is that from an album? Barrier. What's that? Is that from an album? Yeah, it's from an unreleased album. I know that's hard to believe. <laughs> All right, when my... it be released? <laughs> uh, I got it at my office. If you really want a copy, Tim, oh, I uh, that that would be burn you one today. Uh, Dave Lee of DaveLeeMusic.com. You want to play us into the news here? Do you have a? Can you do like an action news thing? Like a da 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 da. Gee, I. There you go. From our hit action news team, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Two days of triple-digit winds, driving rain. Oregon Coast residents are facing potential flooding damage, equally devastating to that of the February 1996 floods. Yes, there's flooding everywhere. Already a handful of heavily commuted roads are closed in Washington, Wilno, and Clackamas County, too numerous to mention. And it might not get power back on the coast for... Four days? Jesus. Yes. Almost 40,000 customers currently without power, mainly in Clatsop and Lincoln counties. The coast remains under a high wind warning. They can expect gusts of over 100 miles an hour tonight. PG reports approximately 5,000 customers without power, mostly in Washington and Yanhol counties. And we can also experience wind gusts of up to 60 miles an hour into this evening. Uh, that's where it stands at the moment. Yeah. We'll keep you posted on any changes. They're all going to die. You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, are you heading back to the Storm Center to uh, create more news? I am, yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Riley, greatest newsman in the history of the world, back at 4, 5, 6, and 7. Uh, top of the hour all the way through like it. So here's one, an accident with a roto hammer. Apparently it's a PSA. Well, let me just bring it up here. All right. we'll, we'll get these calls. Uh, then we'll do the uh, then we'll do the contest. Then we'll break. Then we'll do whatever. Did you post the link to that other video? Apparently it's an accident with a Dewalt drill. What? Did you post the link to that other video? Uh, to the one that to the the that horrible two girls one? No, I will do that here in a in a short while. All right, wait. Let me, uh, pause that here while it's uh, let me do these calls while we're waiting. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hey, Rick, it's Scott Dowling. What's up, Scott Dowling? Well, I how's the flooding? <laughs> it's fantastic. My backyard is completely flooded, and my garage floor has four inches of water. Well, look at the bright side. It's not your backyard anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm but... sorry. Is it too soon? I'm sorry. I'm trying to, like, give it, you know, a little gallows humor. No, no, no. I, I appreciate that. But, uh, well, it's my name is still on the mortgage, so it's oh, actually yesterday. Well, that's it unfortunate. Uh, my backyard. Sorry but, to uh, hear that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a fun morning here in St. Helens. Yeah, I can imagine. How high is the water? Uh, in the backyard, it's probably at least six inches. Yeah, well, and it's slowly waking its way into my garage. I think the garage has got about four inches. D- dumb but, question. Uh, I, dumb question. Is it still raining? Yes, it is. Okay, well, yes, it is. well you got that going for you at least. But but, uh, but I've dug a trench in the back end, and, and I've successfully diverted the water from the garage into a sewer line. So. Well, that's just really unnerving. All right, well, things are much better. Good luck with that. And if you ever hey. like, if you ever need any help, I'm sure there's somebody around who'll do that for you. Hey, well, thank you very much. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yes. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, um, I was listening to that uh, piece by Brian Wilson, and I was thinking, um, I mean, you know, uh, so remember that, uh, remember that screaming comedian, and he was talking about necrophilia, and he said just when you thought things couldn't get any worse. Sam Kennison, yes. 
you thought your life was as bad as it could get. Yeah. You know, I'm dead. Okay, now right. the, yes. imagine Brian Wilson, the mind of that musician, you know, the fabulous genius, and then being forced to sit down and do that. You and then there's I mean? like a guy next to you, your shrink, uh, you know, who has... supposed to be helping you, who's telling so, you, no, this is what you no, want no, to do. No, you need to rap. And then, by the way, to make the song as bad as possible, Brian, you need to sample a bunch of your classic Golden Beach Boys hits that everybody knows and loves. Make sure that you ruin them by making them an inextricable part of this horrible rap song that you do. It, it, it must have cut. I mean, it must have been like a spiritual paper cutter, just directly across the grain of his soul to do that. A spiritual paper cut directly across the grain of his soul. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Bye now. Uh, we'll do one more, and then we have to uh, clear the lines for the contest. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Well, that was easy. That was easy. All right. Uh, Richie, we probably won't get the line four here either. Richie, can you go through and uh, just uh, clear these lines? We will now take caller number five uh, for your chance at a pair of uh, Portland Motorcycle Show tickets and a pair of passes to I Am Legend at its Monday premiere. It is uh, 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to watch this uh, PSA about safety with a DeWalt power drill. And, of course, if you go to, like, MySpace videos, they let you do a description. The description is just drill mishap. That's all. Uh, so now we will be pleased to be watching this. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. That was really more of a commercial than a BSA, but I still didn't see that coming. Jesus. All right, thanks. Thanks so much. I thought right. I'd experienced entertainment before, but not no, like this. No, nothing like this program. You can thank Tim Riley for all of this. Yeah. Uh, all right, what are we doing here? Which, uh, Richie, which of these is caller number five? Uh, you got to, I'm not sure who to take here. Just staring at the, uh, staring at the phone. Line, okay, excellent. All right, uh, hello, sir, madam, as the case may be. Hi, how you doing? Hi, what's up? Uh, all right, my friend, you are about to play for a pair of passes to, uh, the premiere of I Am Legend, uh, sure. as well as a pair of passes to the Portland Motorcycle Show, Portland Motorcycle Show, rather, happening December 8th and 9th at the Portland Expo Center. Are you ready? I am. All right. So Dave Lee is going to play a uh, a well-known pop or rock song for you. He'll give you about 15, 20 seconds. You'll then have 10 seconds to ponder it, and then you'll name that tune. Are you ready, sir? Yes. All right. Dave Lee, play that song. Well yeah. done. Congratulations, my friend. You are going to Hey, see... Rick, real quick. Yes. Uh, this is a stone that sent you the uh, the uh, the clip of the guy uh, doing the uh, the face plant. Uh, oh, 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 the guy with the yarmulke. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. All right, we now repay that with a pair of passes to the Portland Motorcycle Show, December 8th and 9th, the Portland Expo Center. Uh, I do think you have to pay your own parking for that, by the way, but you got your passes for free, and you're going to see I Am Legend on Monday. Richie will get your information. Thank you, sir. All right, well done. Do we should we break here?
Yeah, if you want to get it on the Let's line. take a break here, and uh, we'll come back. It's 503-733-2970. Dave Lee will play us in the break. We will return. Like us at, like us at 3, Donna Mike at 7. Uh, you stayed at the Rick Emerson Show. Continues after this. I screwed up the fresh air thing I was doing earlier, too. You're listening to The Quiet Storm. First the news. <laughs> Excellent. Dave Lee, ladies and gentlemen. DaveLeeMusic.com. Uh, thank you. Uh, so, all right. So, there you go. And so, uh, if you wish to do your good deed uh, this holiday season, uh, you can hire uh, Dave Lee. Uh, and if Dave Lee, if for some reason, is booked or not available because he is immensely popular and talented, uh, there are any number of uh, former Nordstrom pianists who are looking for employment. We have a cadre. This holiday season. A cadre. So, uh, mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, all right. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show our good friend Becca from KUFO Promotions. Hello, Hi, Becca. Becca. Hi. Hi. Now, you should know that you were not our first choice to punish uh, entertain with this. Uh, Fat Boy is uh, unavailable at the moment. But speaking of which, just by way as a public service to all the other CBS employees, the unisex bathroom in the middle, uh, uh, I tried to use it a while back, walked inside, A, it was kind of gross, and so I thought, you know what, I'll use the other bathroom. And then the handle came right off of my hand, the door handle. And I did my phone, so I was very nearly trapped in the bathroom. One of our street crew got trapped in there last week. We came and said, trapped in the bathroom. Yeah, the handle came like mm-hmm. right off. All right, uh, Becca, which one are you going to have her watch first, the man or the woman? The man, I think. All right. Uh, Becca, what you're about to see are two, these are real They're public real. service announcements from our neighbor to the north, Canada. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can see these at RileyLive.com, incidentally. Uh, here is uh, public service number one, which we call the welder. I forbid you to look away. I'm working overtime because I want to take my family on a nice vacation. Yeah. Soon they get a call telling them I was killed in an accident. But hey, I'm wearing a busted harness here. And the company should have checked those tanks. Oh, keep looking. As there ever. Oh my God! Wow. That's wonderful. Okay. Yeah. I like the last shot. If I'm yeah. calling. No, it's, and then it's like <laughs> a, it's, have to do that because it's like a shave and a haircut, two bits sort of a thing. <laughs> uh, all right. Are we gonna That's go awful. right to the woman? Yes. Uh, wait, do you have? Do we have something to do the falling woman too? The falling. The falling. The ladder. Yeah, I have that. Let's one. do that one, and then we'll end. We'll end with the free bird of PSA announcements from Canada. Let's let's do the uh, the, the the latter one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. What happened to her face? No, oh, it's glass. Company should have replaced that ladder years ago. Yeah, should they? I knew I shouldn't have reached over like that. No, it's true. And why isn't there a strict policy about two people doing a job like this? Uh -huh. <laughs> so Americans can laugh. She's so calm and she's yeah. bloodied. I yeah, like she's that. got a big shard of glass yeah, in her yeah. optic nerve. Yeah. All right. And here's the final. This is the uh, creme de la creme. Do we have some suspense music, Dave? All right. These are awful. Yeah. This nope. is the worst one? Yeah, it really is. This oh. is the one that traumatized us. Worst is subjective. All right. And here we go. I'm the sous chef here. Oh, this is going to be bad. With any luck, I should be head chef by next year. I've got this amazing fiance who I won't be marrying this weekend because I'm about to be in a terrible accident. <laughs> but really, I should have cleaned oh, the no. grease over there. Oh, and they no. should never put the deep fryer so close. Oh! I love these because these three random accidents, like, they just really happen yeah, to no, every they, and anybody. That's kind of what makes this worse than the two girls video. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I, I, that's not going to happen to you unless you make an appointment, you know? <laughs> that's like you have to book some time in a room and you have to, you know, you well, have to pay. are very specific. I mean, not everybody works at these. Yeah, but, but, the, but, but see, these, I could, you know, this is like the ladder thing could probably happen to you or one of your street teamers, perhaps. You should have One them of the all three teamers, which is this. why I send them up on the ladders and I don't go. You should have them all watch this before they go out on their next uh, banner hanging assignment. Yes, That's all I'm saying. Three before yeah. you go cook yeah. and hang banners. Next time they do a remote at any kind of a restaurant, you yeah. can have them view this. Well, and these are really airing in Canada. Yeah, yeah, they're not why? like us because they're because <laughs> you know they're not they're you know. I thought Canadians were supposed to be smarter. Something wrong with them. Uh, yeah. I don't want to be climbing any ladders. I was know. just going to say, I think they may be smarter because really this they create PSAs that have the... Let me ask you this. Has an American PSA ever made you do or not do anything? No. No. You know, the next time I have to pick up grease in my house, I'm going to walk real lightly. <laughs> you know I'm going to wear traction-heavy shoes. I already did before seeing that. Yeah. Well, maybe you're smarter than I am, Becca. <laughs> All right. Hey, you see Fat Boy? Have him go to RileyLive.com. He'll appreciate these. I will. All right. I know you will, too. Excellent. Becca, thank you so much. You're all right, let's end with this email. I knew to expect something bad from hearing Tim's Canadian clip on the air, but even with that foreknowledge, I couldn't refrain from letting go with a horrified, oh, mother effer, as I watched. That was so much worse in so many ways than the girls with the cups. What in the hell is wrong with Tim, says this email. I mean, really, honestly, what the hell is wrong with Tim, and what the hell is wrong with me for bookmarking this so I can make other people watch it? Well, I don't know the answer to any of those things, sir. That's between you and the God of your choice. Uh, we're getting ready to wrap things up. Uh, Dave Lee, thank you for coming in, my friend. Well done, and uh, best holiday season to you. And the same to you. And uh, Dave Lee is available for uh, parties, about mitzvahs, what have you. Uh, DaveLeeMusic.com. That's a e uh, L E E. Dave Lee Music. Um, dot com and of course uh, if you see a former Nordstrom pianist out there give him a uh, I don't know give give him a shilling from me all right are uh, we uh, let's see here Rick Emerson show wants to thank uh, Steve Castamon today even though we did not get to him um, 
James Roop from Los Angeles. Uh, we want to thank Apple Music Row and Alan Gabrowski. Uh, Apple Music Row for providing this fine keyboard today, and Alan Gabrowski for helping to hook that up. Alan Gabrowski for all your AM 970 advertising needs at 503-222-1011. Uh, and again, AppleMusicRow.com uh, for helping us out with this keyboard today. Uh, we want to thank uh, Lisa Desjardins as well, and again, of course, Dave Lee, uh, and so forth. The Rick Emerson Show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon for AM 970, Solid State Radio in the newsroom. Tim Riley on the phones. Richie Bristol. Marketing is uh, Susan Reynolds, and of course, imagery and webmistress is Bridget from upstairs. Like us next, Nana Mike at 7. As always, my friends, thank you for listening. Be safe. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Watch out for Greece. See you all tomorrow. Bye now. And they should never put the deep fryer so close. Cool.